0: Oh, yeah, that Hispanic, that Latino shit. Oh,
1: bro, I just opened this water without even asking. No, you're
0: like, that's, that's, it's there for you, bro. Okay, It's there you. for you. Oh,
1: my God, I felt so crazy.
0: And whoever gets to this one first, bro, gets to it first, man. That's what I there. Oh, you don't want to test, bro. <laughs> go, drink as much as you want, bro. The only thing I ask is if you could try to pee after, pee after. but oh, if yeah, you have to nah, pee in between, no, no, Don't worry about that. That's why I did now. it right now. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to wait. Yeah, I don't know. I have the bladder of an Iron Man, but uh, yeah, me too. But at the same time, uh, have you ever pissed yourself
1: when I was a kid?
0: I pissed myself as an adult, bro, like recently, like really, yeah, like
1: Like full blown the whole bladder out.
0: (laughs) And Uh, not even, not even that, bro. It was a bladder that was like overfilling, like it was over, like, Like, like if the tank was there, sit up straight, bro. It was bad. I was in Miami and I was with my boys, um my boys and his girl and uh we were waiting in line to get into this club Mm. and uh like both of my boys had to piss and it was hollow weekend so we're hollow weekend miami right so everybody's wilding out and dude i just i don't like i had like obviously we were drinking and stuff we were bar hopping and stuff and we're finally going into this last club that had this long ass line but we waited there for like an hour and a half just to get into this club right And um, while I'm waiting there, dude, there's ops everywhere. The streets are packed, bro. Like packed, bro. This is downtown. This is um specifically. uh, What's Wynwood? Wynwood, Miami, right? And uh, that's like the artsy-fartsy district, and every single street in Wynwood, bro, was bumping, bro. Like, you couldn't walk anywhere without bumping into anybody. That's how crazy it was. And then one of my boys, he was like, yo, I need to take a piss. And I was like, bro, we can't leave the line. He's like, it's okay, I'm just going to find somewhere to piss in the street. And I was like, damn, if you get caught by a cop, bro, in Miami, that's going to suck, because then you're going to need to go to court, and you're going to need to fly back here. That was going through my mind, right? My boy found some bush, and he was fine, dude. And I was like, fuck it, I'll hold it. Bro, I shit you not. The line keeps going. The line keeps going. We get to this one part where there's a door. It's an exit door. And uh, the security guard's letting people out from there. And I look at him. I'm like, yo, dude, can you please? I will run to the bathroom and run right back out. And he's like, yo, you know, I can't do that. And I was like, bro, like, I promise you, bro. Like, I'm about to piss myself. And he's like, I can't do that. And I was like, all right, fine. And, bro, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And, bro, like, the pain I felt in my bladder, bro, I've never felt that in me before. And on top of it, I was drunk. So I was like, fuck. So then we finally get to the to the front of the line. I literally just pay the lady. Like, I was just, she was like, how many of you? Is it? I was like, I don't care. Put it on my card. And I just told my boy, I was like, yo, grab my card after she pays for it. And I just ran inside. Dude, I'm running through the dance floor. And I'm like, and people look at me like I'm crazy, bro. Like, I'm just like, like, fucking weave, weave, weave all through the fucking dance floor, right? I get to the bathroom and there's a little bit of a line. But, you know, guys are pretty quick. So it's a little bit of a line. Bro, I literally get inside of the bathroom right and then like literally as i'm looking to go there's only one stall and one urinal right and there's like fucking like eight guys like sharing this one bathroom right dude as as soon as i step into step inside i see that the the stall is open so i was gonna go bum rush that but then some guy took that and another guy took the urinal dude and without me even trying dude without me even trying it just flowed out it's just full of every there was no stopping it everything, bro, everything, everything, bro. And, you know, it's the most embarrassing, like, defeating feeling, bro, because the worst thing, I was wearing jeans, right? I was wearing jeans. I was wearing, but wait, 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 I was wearing black jeans. I was wearing black jeans. I was wearing black jeans, jeans, right? So I just see, like, you know, on the bottom cuff of my jeans, just just drip (laughs) on the left side of my ankle, dude, on the left side of my ankle, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, and I'm not gonna lie, bro. it was the it was defeating, but released at the same time. cause can you imagine yeah, how yeah, that yeah, piss nah, felt, bro? bro? Like it was like the most conflicting shit ever, bro. It's like. I don't even know. It's probably like getting punched in the face while you're not, or something, bro. I have no idea. Like conflicting, right?
1: I could only imagine. There was there was times where I was holding my pee, where I was like low key catching anxiety attacks yeah. from how much I was holding. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, yeah. I can't imagine being in that position, bro. So
0: I was I was fucked up. I got into the uh, the I, I thankfully the the stall opened up. I just grabbed all the toilet paper. I started patting myself down as much. But you know what? I didn't let it ruin my night, dude. <laughs> Nah, no, wait, 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 nobody <laughs> brought you extra clothes? Bro, no, bro, we are in the middle of Miami, right? Like, our hotel was about an hour away, mm-hmm. or like 45 mm-hmm. minute drive away, right? Um, dude, like, I was just like, there's one of two choices here. I'm wearing black jeans, <laughs> nobody knows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, dude, I just kept dancing the night away, Did bro. you wash them? Dude, I, what was I supposed to do? The sink. B- bro, the sink was probably dirtier than my jeans.
1: No, but, like, running through water and then, bro, you know. Bro,
0: how am I going to look in the Miami bathroom with all these people, like, in my underwear? You, I don't yo, know, dude. Bro, and you know what's weird? Go, no, no, listen. I'm not saying it's not nasty. I'm not saying it's not No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not calling you nothing.
1: I'm not judging you, bro. I'm not judging you. I'm just wondering,
0: like. Cause... Bro, it, It's it's it came into my mind because my friend, she had told me, and it's so funny, a month prior, she was in New York City, and she was running across the street, and she was wearing blue jeans. She had the pee so bad, but she has a tiny bladder, right? And she said, while she was running across the street, in blue jeans,
1: in blue jeans,
0: bro, terrible. Oh my God. And then I told her, I was like, and her school's out in um, Staten Island. She's in the middle of Manhattan and they had to take a whole ferry and everything. And she's like, what was I going to do? Was I going to go home and just like, you know, like, like, you know, ruin the night for everybody else. And she's like, and I was like, yo, what did you do? And then she's like, I let the air dry. And I was like, no. I was like, no. So I felt a little like, honestly, if it wasn't for her story.
1: You would have felt like the only one.
0: Dude, I would have felt like (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the rest of my night, bro. Like, I literally went back to the dance floor. I saw saw my friends dancing and stuff. They're like, yo, did you make it? And I was like, nah. But the fact that they didn't even notice. (laughs) Right? I'm like, I'm going to keep dancing, bro. I'm going to keep doing my thing.
1: Let let me just (laughs) personally,
0: right? Personally. Go ahead, bro. I don't give a fuck <laughs> how I look
1: after that. Bro, everybody just saw me mm. pee myself, bro. Y'all gonna watch mm. me clean my pants. Yeah.
0: Yo, and it's, it's wa- nobody noticed I peed myself, though. No. That's the caveat about about this whole shit. Maybe that's something I should have mentioned. while was the shit no was streaming. Bro, dude, I shit you not. Oh, the floor itself, dude, was disgusting. That's what I'm saying. Like, this Miami bathroom, bro, it's a club. You know what I mean? And all these guys are, like, dogging it, right? Literally, as my pee is dripping down, like, my leg, Right? Like, it's just joining the other puddles that are there. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like, it, other puddles. yeah, it's it's like a river going into an ocean, dude. It was like, are you going to realize how much water the river is putting into the ocean? Like, no, the ocean's the ocean. So that's how, that's how it was. Nobody noticed, except if anybody was looking at my face, they'd probably see like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I was wilding. I was wilding. So nobody noticed, had a great night. And yeah, that's like, that's like my peace story, bro.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So, that's a hell of a warm-up conversation. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Jesus. Do me a favor, dude. I'm just going to adjust your mic real quick.
1: Just try to keep it a little bit here. Away from the face, right?
0: You could keep it, like, towards your mouth. Yeah, like I said, you want to think about, like, a chopstick going in the middle of this? I don't know if you've ever... um, if you ever, you've definitely been to the dentist before. I'm sounding like a dick. <laughs> you know when they put that thing in your mouth for um, uh, x-rays and stuff and they tell you to bite onto it? Mm. That's kind of how I think about it with the mics. That's like what if it's this for? Had this bi- like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was
1: for you to gag. The <laughs> <laughs> Nah, bro, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Bro, I
0: don't mind the dentist. I really don't mind the dentist. I fall I fell asleep when they were putting on my braces. That's how comfortable I am with people around my mouth. Pause. But <laughs> <laughs> oh bro, you've been chilling with Samad a lot, yo? No, I haven't. But yo, it's oh funny God. that you bring that I up. Would think, I would think. I would think. Yo, and it's funny too, because yo, Samad tells some jokes too. But dude, why don't you ready to just hop into it? I'll I'll probably add that whole beginning story to the podcast. My Whatever name. you want to do. All right, dude. Um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Ao Chill Podcast. Y'all already know the deal. We are here with another artist. Uh, Solis is in the building. I met him through Sully, good friend of the podcast. Sully told me, yo, you gotta have Solis on. I don't know what you're doing with your life. And I'm like, yo, you're right. You're right. And then I started listening to your music. And then I was like, oh, shit. And you know what's crazy? We're just talking about Samad. Samad straight up was like, yo, I I don't want to offend anybody else in the Jersey community. But the one of the hardest like bar for bar people, soulless. Straight up said it on my podcast. And I was No,
1: like, I watch your podcast, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, dude. I appreciate trust it. Trust me I've seen that one. And
0: then I was just like I was like bullshit. You know, honestly, but I say that about everything. Cause you know a lot of people in Jersey, you know, they like to talk. Not even just Jersey. In general, they'll be like, yo, I'm the best bar for bar, everything. And dude, you know what's crazy? Like, I was really listening to your music and, you know, some bars, like, you know, I'm I'm listening to it's not too fast where I can't understand it because sometimes like, you know, you could appreciate fast rap and stuff but like even like, um, I think in your song, uh, I think it's called Exodus. Mm -hmm. You had one bar there and I forget what it was specifically but it was something like um, um, A Heart of Stone Could Still Be Sensitive Mm -hmm. and that rhyme scheme just between that shit. I was like, play that shit back bro play that shit back what i was like and i played it back and i was like damn like that's fire and then even other um another song you have i forget i think it's god talk and then in in your the ver- the second part of the song where you're in there right mm-hmm. you have this part where it's like um uh how do i feel something you talking about like how i feel about uh rapping about violence in music and it was like that garbage i was like yo Yo, I was like, this man do have bars, and I was like, oh shit! And I'm looking through your shit, and I'm like, damn, like this man's really slept on. So shout out to Samad, shout out to everything. That was the longest intro I've ever had in my life, dude. Hey, let's let you talk, something. my boy. Let get, take a couple seconds, minutes. Let the people know who you are, or where you're from.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I go by the name of Solis. Um I make music. I like to consider myself more so a writer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Other than that, I'm Puerto Rican and proud. That's it.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. So why don't we just jump in right where we left off there talking about Samad, your rapping, even like what what is your reaction to even what I just said about like those two bars?
1: It's, it's kind of refreshing because when I write, because like I said, like I consider myself a writer. So mm-hmm. what I pride myself on is the words, you know what I mean? Like Word. for people to be like, yo, when you said this like that. That fills me up, you know what I mean? And for people like Samad to be like, yo, you're one of the best bar for bar, I'm like, what do I have? You know what I mean? Like, if you look at my catalog, you go look me up on Apple Music, Spotify, like, you get, what, one project with maybe three singles at best, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, I kind of feel like I'm the... Nah, I don't want to say that. But you know how, like, there was at a point where, like, Jay Electronica was like, everybody was like, yo, he's the best, but he never had nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, he had one verse or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, that's what I feel like people, like, try to hype me up to be. For sure. But I do pride myself on on the words, the way I write them and what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's not about uh, how how fashiony the rhyme scheme is and shit like Like, that's a plus. Word. But what I'm saying is what I like really try to focus on, you know what I mean? So for you to say stuff as simple as um a heart of stone could, could be sensitive. You know what I mean? When you when you quote something like that, so simple, that makes me feel happy because it's like, wow, I think he's getting the bigger picture of what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? So Yeah for sure, dude. But I feel like it's hard for people to 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 digest music like that today, you know what I mean? Not to sleep on anybody. I know listeners could do it, but I feel like they don't want to, you know what I mean? Most of the time.
0: I, I think I think you make an excellent point there because, you know, even with um oh man, even with I, I like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not super into the mainstream hip-hop right now like i'm really into like i think every anybody it's easy to connect with a song that just makes you feel hype you know what i mean and that happens to tend to be a lot of songs about violence guns whatever um and even if it's not about that it's just like just hype music where it's like i'm the best i don't give a fuck and has a sick beat and i could appreciate that for what it is right because like when i'm running like you know, I'm not gonna lie, like if I had to choose between something like super inspiring me to like get that last mile, if I had to choose between like I don't know, like um
1: Exodus or yeah, Exodus
0: or like Black Skinhead by like Kanye West, you know exactly. what I mean? I'm, I'm like, damn, you know, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pick one over the other, you know. But although when I'm doing those long runs and I want something to like stimulate my brain and get me thinking, I will choose choose yours over over Black Skinhead and stuff. So but like I said, I think it's interesting because I don't think a lot of people like Or it's not popular right now, the kind of music that you're making. You know what I mean? Or it's not easily sellable to people. Because basically you're asking them to think. You know what I mean? And God forbid, God forbid (laughs) we ask our listeners to think when they're listening to our music.
1: I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to think that I'm trying to make somebody think. Mm -hmm. Like, when I'm writing, I'm like, yo, what can I do to make somebody really sit here and, like, philosophize something? You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not really doing that. I'm kind of just... It, there's there's many ways that I could go about it, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And I feel like my way is not the only way because you do need black skinhead or, and, you know what I mean, other music for different events. You can't be playing Soulless in a club, you know what I mean? For
0: sure, for sure.
1: Everybody has their own purpose. I just feel like one purpose is what people are, paint, are painting to be the only purpose. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you're making music, a lot of people look at you like, you're trying to get big, you know what I mean, you're trying to make it, so what are you doing trying to write these ideas down when you should be focusing on making it, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, like these are the topics, these are the beats, now why are you not doing these things, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, and it's like bro, just just because I'm making music doesn't mean that that's my goal, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, And not to say that that's not my goal. I would love to be financially stable off of music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I have so much respect for art that it's like, that's, that's, that's the last thing on my head when I'm writing. You know what I mean? Because I'm doing it because it's something natural for me. Like what I try to tell people is that for me, the reason why I don't have a lot of content and I'm not going to put anything, I'm, I'm, kind of lazy when it comes to this you know what I mean Mm -hmm. in the sense of like the business aspect and getting all that stuff but aside from that bro I write like once every month twice every month you know what I mean like it's a rarity especially right now you know in the past I used to wake up every day and write but that's because I felt it so I try to tell people like for me it's the same way when you feel hungry or when you got to use the bathroom or when you're thirsty, it's a feeling and you go to satisfy the feeling. It's not like there's not a goal in your head. It's just a feeling that you have to, uh, what what would that be? A feeling that you have to accomplish. You know what I mean? You go to the refrigerator, you grab what you got to eat. You feel the. you feel like you got to use the bathroom. You go to the bathroom. I feel like I got to write. I go search for beats. You know what I mean? It's not something that's like, uh, I'm out here chasing it, you know?
0: Where You're kind of just like satisfying, like, you know, like a hunger. Or the,
1: need. Like that. Yeah, the, yeah, need, the need, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I'm an artist by soul, you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people are, they just let I, I, mm, I don't want to say that either. Because there's so many like gray lines I in mean, between you could, this.
0: Dude, this is the place to 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 challenge those gray lines, man. I, I wouldn't mind,
1: bro. Nah, nah, because I'd be super mad if I said something. <laughs> and I go home and I'm like, damn, that's not the way I was supposed to say it. So, like, for instance, somebody that I love. Like, I respect the shit out of him and his pen game. The guy that, uh, T.Y.G., the one that we did, Cain and Abel. Okay, yeah. So, him, he started off, well, I don't know if he started off this way. I'm sorry, T-Y, if I fucked this up. But he started off as a battle rapper mm. and then became, you know, like, making music music. But, bro, he's so ill. Like, I feel like a lot of battle rappers battle rap and then they can't make music.
0: That's a good point, yeah.
1: But he came into the music ill with the pen, like, ill. His first project was the Cain and Abel one, but aside from that, his own project was No Pressure, No Diamonds. Bangers. I'm talking about bangers, like stuff for the mainstream. And he told me, like, that's my goal. I'm trying to hit that point. I don't disrespect him for that because when I listen to it, I'm like, yo, you did it. And you did it the way a lyricist would do it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I could be biased cuz I know him and shit but like he's somebody who chases the game and chases that you know that star quality that Drake status but I feel like he does it with artistic integrity, you know what I mean? I just don't have the heart to do that, you know? Like I I just can't do it. And it's not that he's faking. I think that's what makes it organic is that that's his personality for real. He could be a rapper's rapper and fuck around and go in the club and be like shake your titties, and, Mm. like, he's mad funny, bro, so he could hit, like, almost any lane, and it's natural for him. For me, it's not natural to go to a club and be, like, all dancey and shit like that. Like, it's just, it's not naturally in me, so I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to fake shit. Even with recording, when I first started recording, the, the engineer would always tell me, like, yo, bro, you're not saying it like you feel it when I first started, and it's because I had a hard time acting, about what I was writing about. You know what I mean? It took me a while to realize like, yo, I got to the same way I caught that emotion on the pen when I wrote it is how I got to deliver it. For sure. But it took me a long time because I can't I can't fake it, you know?
0: No, dude, yeah. I think I think whenever it comes to um it, it's actually um a common theme that I've talked about with a lot of writers, rappers, musicians just in general is that I think what makes something quote-unquote real is that visceral feeling that somebody gets when they listen to your music like for example like um uh even that the the line that i quoted from you like was it a dope rhyme it was it was a dope rhyme scheme but not only that like that lyric kind of hit home for me because I was just like, a heart of stone could still be sensitive, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, like, I, I think of myself a pretty headstrong, bro. Like, I mean, you, could, you could, like, I've been through a lot of shit, you know, just like a lot of other people. And, you know, when I think about that, I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, um, yeah, like, I, I've been through, like, people, like, you know, passing in my life, losing, like, you know, good friends and all this shit. And, like, you know, it's not like it's a facade that, like, you know, I'm not hurting. But mm-hmm. it's like... It's like, you know, I put up this front. Not It's not even that I put up a front, but it's like I'm actually like a lot of people see me and they're like, oh, how are you not affected? And I'm like, bro, like I'm just put together because I know like I need to be put together. But it doesn't mean like I don't cry when I get home, bro. Or like there isn't moments like you know where I think about like you know for example like my mom and I'm just like oh fuck like you know like and I and I don't I don't see like a picture of her and I, and I don't cry you know what I mean I might not do right. it in front of people and people all get to see like oh he's this podcast host oh he does this oh he's such a hard worker and it's like yeah I am those things you know what I mean like thank you like I appreciate you for seeing who I am but I'm also like you know there's there's a person behind this you know that deals with life like every other person and that's that's kind of what i get from a lot of other people as well and especially like i know i'm going deep into this line but this is what i see when i have guests on you know like i've had the people who are just like yo i'm a gangster i'm this i'm this i'm that but then you know like as soon as we get off camera you know they're just like yo i got my baby girl at home like can we hurry this up so i could get out of here and i'm like oh shit you know i mean like
1: yeah like you you you're human you're
0: human exactly you know what i mean and and like like i said i guess that's what i took from from that line yeah um my bad i kind of lost my chance oh visceral so like you know those those visceral those visceral things when you when you say it you know what i mean because i feel like when you said that in that song like i was like he meant that you know what i mean i could feel like he meant i felt like he meant that and it's like because it was so real when you said it in the song or at least like it came off that way and i believe like you know it's, it's real obviously um like, that's that's the feelings that people get, you know? Like, I'm I'm not going to feel that way. You know, you see rappers all the time, people who are trying to be something they're not. And it's like, unless they're really good actors, I mean, like, yeah, it's yeah, not exactly. going to come through. You know exactly. what I mean? It's not going to make me feel. You know, like, when, um, when Kanye West talks about bitches, you know what I mean? Or, like, you know, says something like, oh, like, you know, I get all the bitches. <clears throat> I'm like... Well yeah. <laughs> I think you do, bro. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, for sure. so it's like, you know, you said, it, it gets me hype. I'm like, yo, yeah, do your thing, bro. Do your thing. Um yeah, dude. Sorry, went on kind of a tangent, but uh that's Nah, kind of, you're you're
1: of good. Those, you the hardest stone can be sensitive kind of came from uh it was a Bob Marley quote, I believe, where that mm. one came from. But I also in I also tried to interpret that because there was also something where it was like the tree, oh, I said it in the in the in Exodus, too, the tree that doesn't bend will break beneath the storm, mm. so if you have a heart of stone, you know what I mean, you still have to have a quality of like softness, but softness doesn't mean that you're weak or like it's mm. a it's not a bad thing because you bend doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. it actually helps, you know what I mean a stiff tree would would snap, so that heart of stone and all of that, especially the way. Well, you said you're Latino, so the way that we grew up, I don't know for you, but for me, mm-hmm. it's like, bro, my pops was, like, the man's man. Well, is the man's man. I said mm-hmm. was. He is the man's man. You know what I mean? Where, like, I remember being mad little and I don't give a fuck. Don't don't call it masculinity, toxicity, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. But, like, being little and him being like, nah, we don't cry. Like, we don't cry. You yeah. get what I'm saying? But, now we do cry. You get what I'm saying? It, it's It's good and it's bad, but... That's where it all stems from, like trying to tell people like, yo we could we could show a side that 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 we do have, you know what I mean, you don't got to act like because everything that we see, media, images, majority of that shit is is very fake and filtered.
0: yeah, it's you a know front. What I mean? it's really a front, you know, and that's why I even like um I've talked about this before on the podcast too that's why, that's why I like this this format and this this type of platform because I don't think um up until this point, I don't think anybody could come on this podcast for more than half an hour with the way that I ask questions and I challenge people and be fake. And I have, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to name any names, but like, you know, like you could definitely see there's some people who are just like not with it, you know what I mean? Or they're like, you know, like they're, they're going around certain answers. I'm not going to push anybody to not to share anything that they don't want to, mm-hmm. but that's the whole point to be here you know what i mean it's like yeah like people feel your music now i want people to see who you actually are you know what i mean like and and there's been difficult conversations here dude i mean like even like um on a solo po- i did a one solo podcast um where it was just me and it was the first time i ever did it and uh i cried in that podcast because i was just like you know I was, I was pouring out my whole heart my journey and where i've been and um yeah dude like uh like i said it, the, my reels, you know what I mean, or even if if you look at all of the thumbnails I have for all the YouTubes, and your thumbnail will be the same. It's always smiling. It's always like you know, because I think for the most part there's good vibes here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I like to welcome. it Doesn't people always have to be so
1: so you know? serious and dark. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: But because uh, it's also hard to sell that as well. You know, like as a business, you know, like people don't always like to be fed that, and that's why I feel like even the media, a lot of these days, you know, they don't show like oh, like when's the last time you heard about Ukraine in the media? You know what I mean? Unless it was talking about like some nuclear shit. You know what I mean? No one's talking about how much they're suffering still. And there's other people who are suffering all around the world. And like, you know, we don't yeah. talk about that shit at all.
1: And that shit don't get news coverage. Yeah. We only get... Yeah. You're good, you're good. I ain't even gonna... Because no, 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 sometimes not. I speak from a place of like, I don't got all the information. You know what I mean? Mm. I Sometimes I just speak because I feel it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, not to take anything away from Ukraine, but what, what do we have there you know what i mean mm-hmm. what, what's our business there that we have to that we have to convince the american people to have sympathy for ukraine that's as a, we should mm, i'm not no, saying
0: we shouldn't no that, that's a good point too no that's a very but good point. nobody
1: talks about palestine in the news yeah no one does you know what i mean so no one does.
0: and no one talks about like you know like uh i mean there's there's a whole bunch of examples i mean even stuff that's going on in china with with um uh the muslim chinese people over there um you know it, it's insane too. it's that insane too. um but no but that actually brings up a good point and uh don't ever feel like uh like, you, you can't just speak your mind. Because honestly, like, here, I've said stuff on the podcast before, even be- before where I look back, and I'm like, uh eh. like, maybe I didn't explain myself enough. But it's it's fucking okay to make mistakes, bro. I really could care less. Like, oh, no, you know,
1: of like, course. It's like, just man. I don't want to... I'm very choosy with my words, you know no, what yeah, I mean? I try sure, to, sure. I to uh, let people know what's in here. So it's like, I'm speaking from a place of I don't got all the knowledge, I don't got all the information, but this is how I feel, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't want people to misconstrue misconstrued that oh, yeah. because they could take me saying the whole Crane thing as like oh he thinks he knows it all and this this and that or conspiracy theorists or you know so
0: yeah for sure and 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 what's crazy too is that if someone stopped this podcast right here and it was like fuck soulless man like, like he said this shit it's like that's a testament you, you, to their character. Yeah, he was Like yeah. You, you didn't even listen to the rest of the podcast to see where he goes to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's 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 even coming back. Like that's why I really like these platforms, man. Because it's like you know somebody could say one thing, and it's like, all right. Well, did you listen to everything he said? You know, did he did, did you really try to like deep dive and like what he does and how he holds himself as a character? And even sometimes it's hard, dude. Because like we're gonna sit here for like an hour and a half, and t- like I'm gonna tell you, right after this, it's gonna feel like it's zoomed. I'm very sure you probably felt that way about Sully's as well. Everything. You know. Um, and it's wild because I I usually cut these podcasts around like an hour 45 max, right? Um, but uh, sometimes I feel like I could go on talking for, with people for like six, eight hours. Sometimes even the best conversations are like the after-convos. After yeah. yeah, dude. Those are like
1: I don't know best. why. Damn. But mm-hmm. I don't know why they, well, not to say what to do, but mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, if I had, but then again, the camera probably has like a certain amount of storage you could record in like one sitting, right? I mean, yeah. But Where it's I, like you just record as much as you can and then edit out whatever you need but then that's probably Mm. way more labor and shit so well
0: actually believe it or not i don't i don't even edit these i don't like the. the, you kind of
1: keep it raw yeah i've seen that you just edit the mm -hmm. camera angles and and yeah
0: yeah and and that's actually even just for the reels like even for the youtube it's literally just this shot of us sitting here the whole time and there's no cuts and I i don't think i've ever done actually um i did a podcast with sir king and he went to the bathroom. And I was just like, damn, there's like five minutes here where I'm just sitting here. I was like, I'm going to cut this out. Like, I don't think there's anything important in between this. Um, But besides that, and I think one other podcast um some of the other pot like before i even started doing video podcasts and i was just doing audio i would cut some stuff out there too because like we'd be cursing a lot yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. i don't mind cursing but it's um i think i think you have to like i said if you're gonna do it do it with emotion like mean it you know yeah what I mean? yeah or or even if you're being funny like who, who gives a
1: fuck thank god for these podcasts bro because them radio stations do not do it bro yeah they do not do it they yeah. always hit you with the same questions bro the mm-hmm. same questions Thank God for podcasts, bro. Yeah,
0: dude. I, yeah, I appreciate it. Can, can we actually go into a little bit? What was the other lyric I was telling you about? Um I think that that that's a good um uh point of discussion as well. Uh the one where
1: it's yeah dude that yeah. lot
0: li- bro and that dude it's so funny bro cuz I'm a very visual person in in the in like in my mind when I'm listening to 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 rap and hip hop and everything and all I'm thinking about is like you in in the in the and, like I don't know even know like on top of a tank or something like that like, and just throwing the trash can and be like fuck all of that bro like that's Yo, incredible bro talk that, to me about that line
1: that came about From majority of my experience as an artist, prior to the whole podcasting world, prior to, you know what I mean? Um, A lot of the stuff today that gives you an opportunity to really hit what you're talking about. Like, bro, I remember growing up and people telling me, you can't have a song longer than three minutes. I'm like, who the fuck came up with this rule book? Mm. I can't have a song more than three minutes. It has to be hook verse hook verse. What do you mean? I remember being in the studio and having these conversations. And I remember being like, yo, I want to record a six-minute song. Like, I remember saying that and being like, yo, I wanted to do this and that. And no, 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 you can't do that. People don't got that attention span. Don't do that. Don't do that. You Mm. can't do that. And then fucking Kendrick comes out with Sing About Me. And then it's like, I remember being in certain rooms where... This guy, he literally showed me like Rihanna's contract or some shit. Like th- these people were really plugged in at a time where I shouldn't have been in that position. You know mm. what I mean? Like I did not have the content or nothing. So I remember they were like, um, you know, what's what's the demographic you're you're going for? What's the age range? And I must have been like, bro, 15, 14, 15, 16. I'm terrible with time. But very young, bro. I didn't know what demographic meant. And, I was and, like... And
0: who were these people again? Sorry, I, just, I don't they know. Were
1: in the into, they were in the industry. In the industry? You know, and, and, plugged in, but...
0: And, and where was the setting? Like, were you in the studio with them, or...?
1: They were on... I would have never knew the building was for that. You mm. know what I mean? But trust me, they were plugged in. Like, where? telling me telling me low-key stuff where I'm like, ooh, this sounds like some Illuminati mm. shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And suited up, like... To me, very legit at that time. But mm. asking me questions like what I said in the bar, who is the audience that you're, that you're targeting, your demographic, the marketing, you know what I mean? And I'm like, bro, I just write, like, what do you mean? What, what, what are these words that you're talking about, bro? I just write. And I don't think we understood each other. You know what I mean? Cause the business is business and art is art, but for some reason they can coexist, but the people in the business don't want the art to coexist with the business because it comes with shit that Cuts the business in, in in half you know what I mean and they don't want that they want all the cookies and crumbles and all that extra shit so that's where that those because that bar is just one bar of the multiple shit that I was listing you know what I mean and then when people be like yo how do you feel about rap it's like yo all of that gangster shit to me is garbage you know especially it's not that the gangster shit is garbage it's that the gangster today the image of the gangster today to me is garbage. I grew up where Gangsta was like 50 Cent, you know what I mean? That to me was like Gangsta, the game, Gangsta, you know, DMX, Gangsta. None of those dudes are well represented today in what is Gangsta for our generation, you know what I mean? And to me, that's why it's garbage. It's, it's I don't know what what happened the business happened
0: yeah the business I, happened i think i think that that's definitely true and i think um a lot of people too like yeah i think they just gangster rap has just like been so it's been portrayed in the worst way in the media cuz if you really look at like old school boom bap gangster rap you know what i mean like and it and it's crazy because it's it's crazy to say that i actually think looking back even though i love the music old kanye would be considered corny as shit today you know and even especially looking at like at at his documentary i respect the shit out of him but i don't think any and the only reason gangster rappers don't like call out kanye for that shit is number one they didn't really look at the history of what he's been through and number two like it's not cool to say the things that they were saying back then today and i know i'm kind of just like blabbering about it but like examples um and this is like let's say kanye for a second right Kanye and his early music, bro, and his early career. And if I don't know if you ever checked out the Kanye documentary. Um, it's and, very dope. I love yeah, it. And, and anybody who, who, who hasn't, bro, you need to stop what you're doing and watch that. But in the beginning of his career, man, like, he was very family-centric. His mom was brought with him wherever he went. You know what I mean? He was really a mama's boy. You know what I mean? And
1: I love the part where he would, like, go to her for advice, or she would just be like, yo, I don't think you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't like how you're doing this, Kanye. You know, like setting him straight when she felt like she had to set him straight and giving him advice that she really felt he needed Mm -hmm. and he was he's a a sensitive dude in a good way Mm -hmm. I, I, I assume you know at that time and you she could see when he would get like emotional about what she's saying and she'll like try to tone it down and be like you know keep your keep your feet on the ground you know but stay humble and I don't know what exactly what she said I can't remember but that part to me was, like, amazing. Yeah. To see the part that she played.
0: Mm-hmm. And he wasn't embarrassed at all either. Like, this was what who he was. And even though he was talking, like, I don't even think back then, like, he was talking, like, hella gangster shit. But, like, you know, as the years got, like, moved on, you know, like, this was the beginning of his career. And this is when he also, like, v- first started becoming popular with, like, you know, um uh what was it, College Rap What was his first first one that really popped off with? Uh, the line, the limit, is that? The line.
1: That's not late registration, is mm-hmm. it?
0: I forget what it is. I honestly forget what it is. But, you know, his first one that popped off for the listeners. But, like, you know, he even made a song for his mom, too. And it was all about, like, I love you, mama, this and this and that. Yeah. And, like, like, and it's like, who would do that today? Like, imagine, I don't even know. Oh, what's the name of the guy that everybody makes fun of for being so gangster? I forget his name. Um, the, the, the. YBN Melly. I don't know if it's him, but, like, it's just like, you know, everybody's like, <clears throat> you know, like, I'm, I'm just a hardcore rapper. You know, like, they, 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 there's a bunch of TikToks that went viral like a couple months ago, maybe six months ago. Like, with everybody like joking around that stuff, you know? And I'm just like, who cares about that stuff? And and besides Kanye, you look at old school boom bap rappers, like there was rappers who really made songs that were just like, yo, you know, it's gangster. He's like creating a community he's like you know what's gangster he's like helping out the church you know what's gangster like helping out your brothers your sisters you know you know it's gangster and like helping people get out of poverty helping people not uh like get out of like addiction you know and all Mm -hmm. the shit and i and i would listen to this old school stuff and i'd be like yo like it's it's so fucked up because i feel like in my own brain i listen to that today and i'm like yo that's kind of corny i'm like that's not corny like that's fucking real, and I feel like it's corny because gangster rap has this whole new image, where it's just like you need to be tough, you need to be strong. Like someone, someone uh, disrespects you. Yeah, ignorant. Like you disrespect that's... me, I'm gonna pull up with the strap. Like what
1: the fuck is that? Yeah, no, it's 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 damaging. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, and also, even for the previous rappers that I said, like all that '90s gangster shit. Like yeah, it was it was cool. It was dope there's a reason why they marketed it, you know what I mean? And maybe at that time, if you wanted to be rapper sh- shit, you had to be that, you know what I mean? And that's the way that they would accept you do or die, you know what I mean? You have to put that type of music out. And I think there was a a rapper, I am I can't remember his name, but he w- he told on a podcast or, or an interview where literally the record labels got him and a bunch of other rappers in his... Uh, Ugh, can't even think of the word. But on his... his
0: On his record? On his label? on his... Yes, on his record. Mm-hmm.
1: And they were telling them, like, listen, we need you to push Killing, Sex, This, That, and the Third. And this was 90s rap. This is old shit. But the record labels filled with these, I hate to say white, but white execs and white heads of the boards of whatever telling... These artists, we need you to promote violence. You get what I'm saying? Like it's a plot. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Almost everything in the 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 biggest uh, media is all filtered, planned, not organic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's sad, bro. And it, it, I feel like just, they're just doing the
0: same shit. Yeah, and I think it, overall it, it has a huge impact on like destroying communities. You that, know, and that's why and it's scary it's it's fucking it's terrible like even um i'm not i'm not sure how tapped in you are with philly um but um man i love philadelphia man like uh dude like if if there was any ever like a second a third home for me besides you know like jersey and like you know new york bro like philly is something else bro the city of fucking brotherly love man like it really it's an artsy fartsy place but like it's also like fire just being there man like it's, just, it's a different feeling going through old town over there and everything um and you know Uh, I used to go there in between the years of, like, 2016 to, like, 2019. Like, I was there very often because my boy went to college there. And, man, it was a beautiful place. And I still think it's a beautiful place. I ran into a guy in New York City uh, recently, and he was like, oh, I'm from Philly, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to do, like, some rap stuff too. I was like, cool. And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, but I live in, he lives in um, North Philly. North Philly's kind of, like, you know, like, you know, kind of a, more, yeah more rough you know and um he was like you you should join this instagram page to like you know like because we we post up like every time someone gets shot you know any videos that come up and everything and it's like damn bro like from when it was like at least when i was there till now like, there's a whole different shift bro i mean like i saw this video of this guy like i I don't even know if i could call it like a robbery bro it was really just murder and then like he happened to get robbed after like he murdered him you know what i mean and it was just a guy in broad daylight just walking shot in the back of the head guys take the wallet runs you know and i'm like damn like like you know and, and and i was like i don't care how down on your luck you are bro i don't care if you think that's fucking gangster or whatever or you think that's hard or you think that's funny like that's fucked bro like you, you you're doing this to your community where like people don't, are, are afraid to even go out you know what i mean like they're, they're, like you're giving people no hope you know? Like, that person could have been, like, just working hard as hell, or doing his thing, you know what I mean? Regardless of who he is, bro, like, when that shit happens, it's like, fuck, bro, and I, and I listen to this gangster music, and I'm just like, who who, who fucking cares, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it feels great when I'm drunk in the club, you know what I mean? And it's like, if I really want to feed my ego, you know what I mean? And be like, yo, I'm the baddest, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do I think it has its place in music? Yeah, but at the same time, these rappers who are doing it and who and especially the ones who are the biggest right like there's a certain point where you get so big doing this shit that that's not a part of your life anymore yeah your life is mansions your life is security your life is this and this and that and then where is where's the where's, where's the community you know what i mean and it's like oh that community never helped me and i was like well you, you the least you could do is not fuck it up even more you know yeah i would say that's the least you could do you know, a lot of other people might argue and be like, the least you could do is give back now that you've, you know, you've Maybe. reached some time of success. I'm not even going to hold them accountable, bro. I'm not even going to hold any rappers accountable, anybody who reaches accountable. Best you could do is not fucking promote that shit, bro. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, honestly, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm kind of going on another tangent. No, nah, you're again, good, like, man. Keep going. Th- that's, that's really what I got in my mind, you know, when you, say, when you said that line, bro. This all comes back to, like, you know, saying that shit. And I was really thinking about this the past couple of days, dude, like, listening to your music, and I was like, it's the simple shit you know what i mean it's the simple shit but like the delivery in that line too dude like it's just like i felt it you know what i mean yeah it's like it's not like it's something that i felt the delivery was there i felt it and it's like i agreed and it made me just fucking think you know and i'm really thinking and, and it's props to you dude Props to you, because I really you. think there's, there's other lyrics and other songs that you have that I, is, it's not hitting me right now, like, you know, remembering it. But, like, those two for the past, like, week have really stood out to me. And I appreciate that, bro. I was, like, that, I was bro. just like, yeah, no, no problem, bro. Like, you definitely deserve it, bro.
1: You see, and that comes with, you know, we were talking about before where I had a hard time spitting on the mic and having it, you know, feel believable. I realized, because at that time, everything to me when I first started rapping was be the best rapper. Be the illest lyricist you could ever be. Like, nobody could touch you. So everything I was doing was like rapity rappity rap Not much content content. You know what I mean? And that's where I would go in the booth and not feel it. Because I felt it at the moment I wrote it. But it's just rapidity rap shit. I don't feel it no more, you know? Whereas I started to, as an artist, become more in tune with me as a person. And my uh, relationship with the world. And then writing from that perspective... And being able to be like, yo, I could step in the booth at any time and say this shit, you know what I mean? For and sure. actually feel it, because I actually feel like that. I really feel like that shit is garbage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I just, there's a lot of authenticity missing in the art. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I need, not that I need, yeah, fuck that. As a listener, I need people to be more authentic. And I think... That's why I'm having a hard time today making music. I feel like I look at the world as a whole, and I'm like, yo, bro, this, I, I don't relate. You get what I'm saying? When I'm alone by myself, the videos I watch, the music I listen to, the the lifestyle I I dream of acquiring, you know? None of it matches my generation or who I am. You get what I'm saying? Especially on, you know, doing the Sully podcast, like explaining to them my journey and finding out who I am as a person, you know, my identity, where I came from, the type of lifestyles they lived. And it's like, yo, bro, my whole childhood, I felt that. You get what I'm saying? I felt me, something in my soul telling me, this is where you want to be. But then I grew up and the whole world changed and it's like, yo, bro, this is not where I want to be. So how do I, I think sometimes I look too much, maybe the Instagrams or the radio and like, just remembering like, yo, I don't fit this picture here. You get what I'm saying? I don't know if I, if I'm supposed to be in this picture. I know as an artist, I'm supposed to be an artist, but where everybody else is and what everybody else is doing, I don't, I don't think that shit is for me. Uh
0: Yeah, dude, and, and that's completely, like, respectable, too, and I wish you the best of luck in your journey of, you know, carving out your own, like, area, you know, to, like, you know, grow and and, and promote yourself and, you know, really shine, but I did have a question, so, when it comes to other artists, because you said there's not a lot of other artists that maybe you could, like, really look up to, or maybe, like, mainstream, oh, mainstream, mainstream, right?
1: The underground mm. is filled with wonderful souls.
0: Talk to me about that.
1: Bro. You already know a couple of them. Samad, amazing dude. Aside from the music, you know what I mean?
0: Funny dude, too. Shout out you, Samad, bro. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> Turkish Royale. That guy's like my soul brother, you know what I mean? Love
0: Turk, bro. Love Turk. Turk,
1: Turk is amazing. You have Turk, you got Samad, of course, J-Wanda, Blaze the Rebel, Euphony, freaking um Frequency.
0: Frequency, yo! I just tapped into frequency earlier, like when Samad dropped her name on the on the podcast, bro. Frequency is something else, dude. She is talented, dude. She is super talented, dude. I love her music, but she's dude. herself. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. That's yes. that's what
1: I'm trying to say. It's like when I think about music in general, right? For instance, a quick story. I remember I was on a plane, and this is before I knew anything about planes. And it was a really bumpy ride, really bumpy. It's the type of shit to make somebody be like, oof, I don't know if we're landing, you know what I mean? But irrational fear, completely irrational. And then saying to myself through this anxiety, like, yo, if I died today, what did I do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And thinking about my music actually relinquished the the anxiety of like being like, yo, if I died today, like I kind of did what I was supposed to do. You get what I'm saying? Through the music. I thought about my lyrics. I thought about what I was saying. I thought about the content that I put out. And sadly, people only push that shit when you're gone. So it's like, damn, my shit will actually get some shine. And it's actually content. It's actually something that I would want the world to hear, that I would want the world to see. And it completely let go of the anxiety. And it's like, I wish that more rappers would be themselves in order to say... I'm not here to make music for my generation. I'm here to make music for time, for for as long as time can go. You know what I mean? Uh, legendary shit. Timeless music. That's what it is. Timeless music. That's what I want people to make. And that's what I think about when I'm writing my lyrics. Because I'll hear Bob Marley, and when was Bob Marley out? 19... 19-
0: so, I think that's like 70s, 70s? 80s. 70s? Yeah.
1: 70s, 80s, maybe? 70s, 80s. Yeah. And it's 2022, and I'm still listening to it. You know what I'm saying? That's timeless music. I don't care about rap. I don't care about hip-hop. I don't care about anything. I just care about music. I care about my pen. I care about the art of writing. And I care about making timeless art. You get know what I'm saying?
0: Right.
1: When I'm writing, it's not about how to make this quick bag, how to make this record label look at me, how to make this exec look at me. It's, nah, when I'm gone... What is here forever? You get what I'm saying, and that's what I'm, I'm trying to do, and I feel like a lot of people, like Jay, Wanda, Samad, Turkish Royale, like they all have that thing, and that's what that's what makes me feel some type of hope. You know, you get what I'm saying.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: Even though they don't get the shine that they deserve,
0: you know, and, and I think a lot, of, a, a huge part of that is you know, Maybe this is a good pivoting point for the conversation, Jersey. You know the community, the culture. You know what we're trying to cultivate here. You know I think it's a it's a long work in progress. You know, and I feel uh, interesting enough. My one of my studio partners, Shane, he he asked me, um, and he was like, he's like, what do you think Jersey is missing to like you know grow? You know, grow to grow and like you know build this community. Like you know, like what? How do you feel about this? And there there was there was something that um. Oh man, Sully! I forget. My bad, Sully. I, I, I forget. He posted up this video of this rapper he had on. He had glasses on, and and um, he was just talking about like Jersey has no culture, you know this this and that and like yeah yeah, you know, tunes
1: like, up I think. Yes,
0: I, yes, I believe so. And I was just like, I was listen, I was listening to that, and I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think that's true. I think what's what the problem is, is the communication that we have in between artists and the people who need to rise up to create this community. And it's a a loaded question because it's not like it's not like there's a one answer and it's not even like there's a right answer. Like, for example, like Samad, when I had him here and I've said this on so many podcasts before, man, like Samad really schooled me like when he came here. You know, he really because w- I told him I was like, "Yo, like hip hop is dead. Like, there's no artists in Jersey." And he was like, "What?" He was like, and then he he was by mats, frequency, soulless. This person, this person, this person.
1: And there's a um, lot of names, bro. Yeah. We can never get all of them. You you get what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's why even he would be like at the end when he finished all that. He's like, "I know there's a lot of people I'm missing, but
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly." And it's like, but it's like, why? Why then? You know? Because even like I knew people that Samad didn't know. And even I was I, as we were finishing up the podcast and everything like he I was like like why haven't I known about you dude?" And then he's like, it's not like I haven't been here not screaming and doing this and he's been consistent dude like he's been super consistent and like the fact that we finally tapped in and now like this web you know of, of people we know through each other like keeps on growing mm-hmm. you know I think it's the lack of people who like you know, do reviews on like you know jersey music the lack of people who like really under like the lack of places to be uh to go see performers you know like uh turk has his mad mind show and dude we just we just had this amazing i wanted to be there i wanted to be there. it was crazy dude and shouts out to turk man because he killed it bro i think it was more than like 350 people there dude like it was the i'm not even gonna hold you dude like when i had turk on the podcast and he was talking about this you know i had seen the stuff he had done at the, the brewery or the the, the distillery or whatever before and i was like oh that looks cool you know what i mean but dude like this this place at, at morristown dude it was packed i had my little thing there there was vendors like a girl uh um doing art there who's also a tattoo artist he had his merch stand he sold out basically all of his merch man and everybody who i had on and who i interviewed after they performed they're all just like this is family like this is community they're like i've been doing this for four years and it's finally grown to this point and i'm like holy shit i was like this is somewhere to perform like this is something to do you know i've never heard anybody else who actually puts on these shows and what's what Samad has told me about before that i actually didn't like tap into yet was their shows in, in north too right and uh, another girl um oh, why am i forgetting her name ah margie margie pv margie pv bro she's she, she's tapped into a lot of people too she was even telling me before the pandemic yo, stuff in Newark was going crazy bro they were doing showcases and the city actually pays for artists or like these events as well too like they help support and i've never heard of that either
1: you mm-hmm. know
0: so when you talk about growing the culture when you talk about growing all these people and knowing each other neck wording in jersey it's tough um I know I'm kind of spitballing here, but there's one last thing I'll say before I let you take the mic away from me. Jesus Christ. No, but, um... bro, go. Go. <laughs> um, as
1: long as you have something um, to say, you yeah, get what I'm saying? Like, go. It's, I'm loving um, what you're saying. Go ahead.
0: It's also like, I can't blame anybody in Jersey for leaving and going somewhere else than to risk it and try to cultivate it here. I feel like the people who will cultivate stuff in Jersey is because, low key, it's kind of it's kind of shitty to say, but I don't believe they have a choice. Like, uh, and, and like in my in my case, I don't necessarily have a choice to move to Cali and bring the podcast there, or 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 buy an apartment or rent out an apartment in 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 the city and do this there because I still have responsibilities in Jersey that I need to take care of and I and I and I want to be around like, which include my family, you know, which include like, you know, like um, you know, I think my friends, you know. Um
1: which could be like extended family.
0: Yeah. And it's just like I don't I don't want to leave Jersey. I don't. So what is my only other option? It's to fucking make it here. There's no other choice.
1: You and- would think that the internet would render that irrelevant. I think I think it could help you know if you move to wherever you feel like is the hot spot for you to do it but you could also you have the content you could stay here create the content once in a while say i'm going to make a business trip to go to this place and pop up at that event to show my podcast here or mm-hmm. to whatever it is you know what i mean because the internet's going to do its job bro yeah this shit is already
0: everywhere I appreciate it, dude. You get what I'm saying? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's, not, it's not like I haven't low-key done that already. Like, I made a trip earlier this year to Cali. I did a podcast in San Francisco. Did a podcast in LA, you know? And I did it with my friends out there. They weren't artists or anything. They were my friends. But they were doing cool shit. So I was like, let's do a podcast. like, I'm not going to come out here and not work. You know what I mean? Like I got to tap in. And unfortunately I didn't get to tap into the music scene out there, but then I had people who are out in Arizona who I want to go tap in with. Um, Sully's thinking about Texas. I'm like, dude, as soon as you move to Texas, I'm there, bro. If you would have me like, you know, let me sleep on your couch and we'll figure it out, you know, but it's just like the community here to tap into each other. It's the, the, there's not enough heads of the spider webs. And I don't think there's enough people who care enough to want to, i think they care enough but maybe they just don't think it's there you know like for example like even like with samad i before i knew samad i didn't even know like half of the shit he was saying and for a while every single podcast before samad's podcast i was like hip-hop's dead in jersey bro no one gives a shit I was like, I'm trying to, like, you know, get people around, but no one gives a shit. I was touting that shit
1: confidently, bro. So many people. There are so many people, bro. And they're very talented, and Mm. a majority of them are people who I would say are the true artists, the Mm. people who feel the hunger of writing and go to write, you know what I mean, and speak Mm. from a place of authenticity, which is what makes me proud. They just so happen to have a better way of, like, diving into... Maybe the shit that's more popular today or doing like one of the dudes that I I haven't heard from him in a while, bro, but he was one of my favorites was a real quest.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Not even a rapper, but he could rap his ass off too. But he was mainly a singer and he was extraordinary. And I was like, what? Like, bro, I would put all my money on you, bro, to make it. And it's so refreshing to hear an R&B artist as opposed to hip hop. For sure. That's another thing. It's like, bro, there's way too many rappers, bro. Mm. There's way too many rappers, man.
0: It sucks. Yeah. there's there is some singers though. And I will say this, that's probably the side that I'm even more tapped into before I was tapped into hip hop. Before I was tapped into rap. You know what I mean? Like uh I went to school with all, all these like, you know, musicians and, and William Patterson. And they're all doing their thing now, dude. They're all doing their thing. There's people who are doing uh uh metal, you know, Screamo, there's people who are doing R and B. There's real too, singers yo. out there, man. And like the rock scene in Jersey, it's a it's been alive and well. It has been alive and well, and just to, I, I honestly haven't had too many bands on the podcast yet, just logistics wise, because I'm very like keen on like making the best product I can, you know, and I don't want them to look bad in any way. So like you know having to set everything up. I, just, this is a side fucking thought. But, yeah, um, no,
1: it's it's there.
0: But it's there, it's there, and there's there's bands who are doing it, and it's crazy because like there's bands who are doing it, but like in the most like they like I I've seen bands at bars, you know, and they're like we've been doing this for 15 years. And we have ju- we've loved playing. We've been able to make a living off of this, or even if it's our side gig, like we still are consistent at this. And I'm like, fuck! I'm like, fifteen years, fifteen years, and I, artists, and yeah, they're artists, bro. And and not, and just because they're not in the mainstream, like fuck that, dude. They get to perform in front of a crowd that's not all the, the time. That doesn't have yeah. to be
1: the goal. You know what I mean? To be in front of the camera, to be in front of the most popular channel for music. That's not. If you're an artist, artist, that shit could not exist. The media could not exist. YouTube could not exist. And you'll still write your bars. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but an artist that I very much respect. I remember there were times where he was like, yo, bro, I'm quitting. And I'm like, okay, I I, I know you're bullshitting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, not that you're bullshitting. Like, I know you're telling me with a pure heart, like, yo, I'm done with this shit. But I know that you're an artist, bro. I know that even if you put the mic down forever, you're not gonna tell me that not once you picked up the pen and wrote some shit in your kitchen, in your room, and mm-hmm. or put on a beat and started freestyling, or thought of a melody, and that shit is forever with you, bro. That shit is forever with you. Art is um, human nature. It's it's part of human nature. We were painting on caves before there was, you know, art art like painting and all these different styles and trying to make it financially like before money was a thing we were making music before money was a thing we were doing paintings before money was a thing we were creating cultures Culture is, is art necessarily you're creating things this shit has nothing to do with money it has nothing to do with money it just so happens that we live in a world that's focused on money so now we try to use our art as a way to obtain that but I feel like in the process of doing that a lot of people let go of who they are and the authenticity in in a whim of, like, catching the light. And to me, it's like, I, you know, all respect to people who do that. I know I give faces and shit that make me feel like, may give the impression that I'm, like, super disappointed, but whoever's trying to eat, I respect you trying to eat. But I respect the person way more who's like, yo, bro, I'm going to starve as long as it means I'm going to be myself, you know?
0: Fuck. Yeah, that's a...
1: That shit to me Ugh. means way more, bro. That shit to me means way more. And this is, again, like Bob Marley, like somebody who, especially like Bob Marley, who was a Rastafari, which is a part of Christianity, and it's like, if you watch his documentary, they were like, yo, they try to make us perform at bars, and we were like, yo, bro, like we're religious, we can't be out here you know, performing in these type of spots. But they did what they had to do, and they stayed to their message, though. All right, we're going to pop out at this bar, but we're, we're still going to perform Ja, Ja Lives, or... Forever Loving Ja, or whatever song they had, you know what I mean? That it's music, and they're talking about some spiritual shit, you know? To me, that's, like, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. And if you look at any legendary artists, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, freaking Erica Badu, Lauren Hill, we could go on and on, like, legends, timeless music. I don't think there was, they were doing what they were supposed to do for their time. You get what I'm saying? For
0: sure. For sure.
1: That's the shit that makes it.
0: solace you're fucking great. <laughs> you're doing a... You're doing a fucking... Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I feel like my words have not been perfect. They have not been... Ooh, dude, who cares about perfect, bro? I, feel I like, came out of to work like at here, 6, bro. got I home like at 6.30, here,
1: took a shower, fell mm-hmm. asleep at 7, woke up at 12. Like, bro. I feel like my mind is not perfect to where I could really explain myself... The way I really want to. But I'm definitely passionate about art. And like Toons Up said, culture. That's been like the theme of my life right now is culture. And when Toons Up said that shit, like, I had the same reaction of like, yo, what the fuck you mean we don't got no culture? But then when he explained himself, I was like, oh, I get it. Like nothing original. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he even explained how like Jersey Club was really something that came from another state. And really? it's like
0: I didn't I didn't know anything about that.
1: If you watch it he he says some shit like that but it, but I understand it. I understand it now because I'm studying cultures in a sense of like Native American culture, African culture. Like that's what I'm doing while I'm on my break at work, you know? Mm-hmm. And when he said it and I correlated it to what I'm studying, I'm like, "Oh, I get it. I get it." And and that's what he I think that's what he's trying to say. It's like, "Yeah, we got great artists, but they're doing the same shit." Like not even in the same shit of like making trap music but they're still doing rap you get what i'm saying not yeah. to it's 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 a it's an established genre already it's already and that shit came from new york the the origins of hip hop came from new york that's not a new jersey thing you get mm-hmm. what i'm saying that's not it's a part of the united states culture so you know anybody in the united states any state could rap and be like this is our culture but i think he was more so saying like yo us as a state doesn't have anything of our own to be like this shit came purely from here.
0: Mm. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. I um but we have amazing artists. I do I do I do think we have amazing artists and i think it's like i don't i don't mind if we don't have anything original like as in like it came from jersey but what I do think is important is that we indiv- like we not that we separate from everybody else that but but the people who are from here, who I do believe is different from other people from around the country that I've been at, are their most authentic selves, you know And I think this comes back full circle to kind of what we were talking about before. because um, even like um, there's something about Jersey where like if we don't fuck with you, or like we're not just we're, we're just not going to rock with you period like you know like if we if, if you're not good and and that's very subjective right but i feel like in cali you know if someone feels popular they're they're there and there's a lot of examples of that out there man i mean there's people out there in cali dude who are making millions of dollars they have like half a million followers half of whatever and they tap into to like what that artist does that artist came here to jersey nobody would know who they are because they're not they don't do anything special they, they don't do anything unique and i'm not saying this about all cali artists Not what i'm saying i'm saying the culture out there and how they have their system set up and the people who kind of like um engorge themselves in in oh she's popular oh she's popping oh she's driving a benz oh she's driving this she's driving that you know what i mean like i don't feel that too much here in jersey because I don't think there's a lot of people who pop out like that. Like, if you're a huge celebrity in general to the United States, like, if LeBron came in his Benz, everybody would be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But I have never, like, gone to a restaurant, see someone come out of a Benz and gave a shit who that person is. I'm yeah. like, cool, he does well for himself. But in, the, in, in where I've been to in California, the people might be like, oh, who is he? Why is he important? You know, this and this and that. It's like no one gives a shit out here about that. If you're real, you're real. If you if you captivate people, if you inspire people, you're going to get that back, you know? Um, but again, I think that falls under what space is there to inspire people, what, what space is there to communicate your message, you know? And I think when it comes to arts, a lot of that comes to performing. A lot of that comes to, like, you know, how well are you in spreading this social media influence? What they have over there in Cali that we don't have over here is, like, dude, over here, besides me and Sully, you know, who are podcasters. And and there's actually a a couple of other podcasters who who reached out to me in Jersey who are actually specifically in, like, this music area and and interview area. Um, But I think I could count them on one hand, like, maybe four that I've seen, you know. Out there in California? Trillions. Bro, there's so many. And they're all doing the same shit. You know what I mean? Or, or even like they're all fighting for a similar thing. And it's almost like like uh rap here. You know what I mean? If everybody's trying to become a famous rapper or whatever. Rap
1: in general. Yeah. Rap in in, in general. the United States, mm-hmm. I feel like that's all people want to be. And and that kind of puts me in a weird position too, where it makes me. You said a couple things that it, it ties into it, but like. The the whole thing of like giving your perspective, giving trying to influence people, trying to um, inspire people. It's like, who am I? Like, is my word really that important? You get what I'm saying? I just feel like I'm a I'm a kid out here, just not a kid, but trying to keep that young spirit. I'm a kid out here, just trying to let go. What's up here? I'm just trying to take this all out, knowing that it's a benefit to the people, whether they listen to it or not.
0: You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I, and- I, I would give yourself a little bit more credit because I, I do very much think like what you say and what you do like is important. Just, just in the fact that even like I think about my podcast, right? I don't give a fuck if I reach a million people, if I reach the heart of one person, right? Like that's all that matters. And if, and if my message, and make, it makes them think and it makes them feel harder, then I did my job, you know? And you definitely did your job, bro. Even with, with those two lyrics that really stuck out to me. There's other parts of your music that I really fuck with. Like, that's why it's important. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Because now I'm going to spread that to other people. When people are like, and I, I'm not even going to spread it because I think you're dope. I think you're dope, but that's not why I'm spreading it. I'm spreading it because what you said resonated in my brain. And I was like... That is a message that I resonate with and I fuck with. And other people should know this about life, you know? So that's why I'm gonna go outside of here after we're done with this podcast and be like, I sat down with this guy who's dope and listen to his message. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listen to what he said. And this is why he's important. He's not important just because he's doing this shit and he does it cool and he does it well, but he really touched it. You know what I mean? I don't know if that just made sense. Did that make sense to you? It made sense right. to me. I don't mean. I don't mean. This is like a four-hour sleep (laughs) brain that you're working
1: with. It makes sense to me, you know. But you see, it's weird because I could go out and be like, "Yo, what I'm doing is important. mm -hmm. Yo, I'm doing shit that nobody's doing," but somehow that seems to dilute the the message. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. For sure. Yeah. One one thing I tried to, I think I had a conversation with Turk about this. It's like, yo, if your message to the world is. Get rid of all the technology. This shit is poisoning our world. It's poisoning our minds. It's making our attention span shorter. The plastic that we're using is fucking ending up in our bodies. The, And you're telling the world, yo, you got to run away from what the modern world is because it's poison. But then you go and use the modern technology to spread the message. How does that look? Hypocritical. You're spreading the message of... Get off your phones. Turn off your TVs. Stop using plastic. But yet, I'm using a phone to spread this message. That probably has elements, or not elements, fucking four in the morning brain. Hold up. Like, stuff that comes from other countries to be put inside the phone to make it work. You know what I mean? Off of the labor of people who get paid cents. Off of, and you're trying to spread this message. And that's what it kind of feels like for me. You get what I'm saying? Like... I do have a similar message in my music, but for me to go out and be like, I'm saying shit that nobody's saying, I'm important because I save lives, because I have had people tell me like, yo, your music is the one thing that's getting me through. But should that be the reason I go out and feel like I'm the, cause I'm, I'm Kendrick shit, I'm not the savior. You know what I mean? I'm not here to save people. I'm here to express what's in my head, knowing that other people feel these things. And knowing that it could do good, but I'm not gonna go out on the street and be my own Jehovah Witness. You get what I'm saying? If it's really powerful, if people if people really feel it and really feel like it could do something, I expect the people to hand it down to the next person. My job as an artist is just to create. People would make you believe because of living in a, a world full of like these ideas of money, everything has to equate to money. My time is money. My time is money. I do not charge my family to be with me. You get what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. That shit is free because it's love. Everything in this world has to equate to money for some fucking reason. You get what I'm saying? It it My job as an artist is just to create. If you're chasing the fame, okay. But don't look at me and be like, yo, you're not doing it right. You get what I'm saying? I'm doing this shit 100% right. You're doing it a whole other way, and that's cool. I don't judge you for it. Do I think you're a benefit to the people? I'm not sure. You get what I'm saying? But I know that I'm confident in what I do enough to say, yeah, I do do stuff that saves lives. But I'm humble enough to to know like I can't I can't go out there and promote myself as this person who saves lives or that's the that's the job of the people. You get what I'm saying? If my bars helped you get through it, Whenever you come across somebody who's experiencing something and my, my voice helped you, you'd be like, yo, I don't know if this is going to help you, but yo, this song got me through that or this artist helped me through that, you know? That's, that's an artist. It's not about the money and the image and the, and that was another thing I had to deal with. People telling me like, yo, cut your hair. People telling me, yo, why don't you dress better? I'm like, yo, I don't. Bro, I, w- I used to be in high school going to parties or even in like eighth grade, like, you know, trying to get into parties and shit like that. And mm. I'll pop up in sweats, like, and not just regular sweats, but I'm talking about XL sweats. All right. I'm 130 <laughs> pounds, like 5'9". So get that. Try to get that. You know, I'm mean? going mm. to school in the baggiest sweats. Like, I really don't care, bro. It It's. I get it. There's a, there's a healthy balance between things. I'm not saying artists have to be doing shit the way I'm doing it. Because again, we do need the gangsters. We do need the parties. We do need the this and the that. But when the media is just giving one side, you have to look at the world and be like, yo, what is going on? Why are they just doing this one thing? Why is this the only shit that's being played? Why are female artists always in music videos showing tits and ass? Why is it that every reggaeton artist got women twerking in their panties, in their bras, in their this? Why is every reggaeton artist talking about sex, talking about bagging and all the money they got? Why is every, why why is that the case? It can't be, a teacher once told me, right? And teachers rarely gave me good advice. But a teacher once told the class that I was in, when you're reading a book, and you see something once, it doesn't mean anything. If you see it twice, pay attention to it. If you see it three times, it's there for a reason. The writer put it in there for a reason. How much tits and ass do we have to see before we realize the writer to this media shit is putting it in there for a reason? It's
0: a very fucking valid point, dude. Very valid point
1: and and uh, i hate to be the party pooper bro but that's that as as an artist like i i feel like i need to stop looking at that shit and just you know pay attention mainly to to how i'm feeling so that i could actually start writing again but it's it's difficult bro cuz you can't run away from this shit unless you literally get the fuck out of here you know what i'm saying like live on a reserve or some shit or live in the jungle,
0: or in a, in a, which some people do do. <laughs> yeah, they there, do. Th- there's a bon Iver, Do Ver. Are you familiar with Bony Ver? No. bony Ver, uh, I can't remember any of his songs right now. But he might be somebody that you might be very interested in seeing. He, um, quick. Long story short, he went through like so many traumatic things. Like, thing like he lost a family member. Then his girl broke up with him. Then went broke. And then he decided to just live in a cabin by himself i think it was something for like maybe a year or six months or something like that all by himself and all he brought was his laptop and oh, his, 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 his production stuff right and he made a whole album out there and he ended up like he released it and that shit went crazy and then Everybody wanted to do stuff with him. Kanye, um, like every producer out there, man. Like he's, he has an insane story, bro. And it's just like he ran away from everything. But I think it was more him running away from everything because he wanted to get his in his own mind. His
1: inner life was, his life around him was turmoil. Not necessarily in relation to the world, but just his personal life mm-hmm. was so crazy that he just needed away from him, his own life. Like literally running away from his own life to get that thing. And it's crazy, because I have this theory that I'm working on, but I just haven't been able to, like, put the pieces together to it. And I don't know what to call it. But I think there's this thing, right, that is in the world. It's it's part of nature, right? And every, every human being and everything living, there's this thing, right? I don't know what it is, but I feel like when you're away from this... When you, because today we're so connected, and that's the problem. We're so connected to everything outside that we're not connected to anything barely inside, and that sounds cheesy, but that's the truth. And a lot of things that parents say that sounds cheesy, we we grow up and we're like, "Yo, that shit is so true." Yeah, yeah. Even though it sounds like the cheesiest shit, but for instance, I was watching a YouTube video about. I don't know if it was a some in some Asian country there was a there was a lady and uh, at this time that country was at war, and every day, no every night they had to when they got when they got home everybody had to turn off their lights, and get under something, because their town was at risk of being bombed. And this lady every night, no it was every day sorry every day so every day she would she would put a paper on the floor and the sun would shine on the paper or some shit. It was some, she, just ran. Imagine you, no phone, no nothing, having to be under your table every day because your town is at risk of being bombed. She found something to do, grabbed a piece of paper, and she was actually seeing that on the paper there was dots where the sun was, where the sun was shining. And every day, all she did was just doodle the sun and the spot that she saw it due to the sun and the spot for months and months and months she seen that this dot was traveling across the sun or like all these dots was on the sun and they had like a path or something like that she's credited with finding sunspots on mm-hmm. the sun which are these again I, I don't know the exact science to it but they're literally these holes in the sun where like the fucking bursts of fire would come out of them and shit like that but she's credited with discovering sunspots because if it was us today and we never knew about sunspots i'm not saying it's the most valid information mm-hmm. but did any would any of us have found that shit out now we'd be scrolling away f- seeing what the other what people are doing in other countries and wishing that we had that shit you know all the technology that we have is because people had nothing but themselves and they spent time with themselves enough to create shit and find shit that was in the world that we we don't even pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? Like uh like omens. This is more spiritual, right? But we're so here that we're not like the alchemist. You ever read The Alchemist?
0: I have not read The Alchemist, but you're mm-hmm. you you're you're another person who has suggested the book. And you know what? It sounds cheesy, but I, I,
1: I read that book.
0: I will buy it literally today. I will right? buy it today and add it to my collection. So I'm
1: not gonna say nothing about the book, but If omens are real, if the spiritual world is real and nature is trying to tell us something, we would never know because we're not looking at it. We're only looking at these screens and the shit that the business is telling us to look at. But if you go to places in Colombia where the Kogi live, this Native American group that live in the mountains, if you go to them, they'll tell you like, yo, we're seeing that the river's not flowing the same. The rain is not raining the same. It's not coming at the same time. It's not raining at the same intensity it used to. They're peeping shit in nature. They don't even have phones to be like, what's going on in the world? Are they polluting? Nah, they know. They know something's going on in the world because the world around them is changing and they could see it even though it's so subtle. You get what I'm saying? That's the thing that I'm talking about. There's something in nature that if we put down the phones, if we put down trying to connect so much, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I do it too, But there's like this raw energy in the world that if you pay attention to it, you could create shit so spectacular. You could peep shit in the world that other people never peeped before. Sunspots, omens. You could tell by the way that your rivers flow if some shit is wrong, by the way the water water comes down when it rains. I had a friend tell me one time, I was like, yo, look at that cloud. And she was like, oh shit, my aunt told me, and they're from Salvador, She was like, my aunt told me that when a cloud looks like that, it's about to rain. And it was like clear skies. You get what I'm saying? It was just this pattern of a cloud. The next day it rained. You get what I'm saying? That's what people, that's what we're disconnected from. People who fucking throw their water bottles out the window or fucking anything out the window like plastic or or trash. It's like, do you not know that where that shit lands is where your food comes from? Your tomatoes, your lettuce, your potatoes, your watermelons, your pumpkins. All the shit that you love and enjoy comes from that fucking ground. That you're treating like a trash can. The animals that you love to eat, eat from that shit that you're throwing on. You get what I'm saying? We're so disconnected to the most simple things that we just destroy shit. We just destroy it, bro. And I hate that I'm 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 making this podcast like a like a you know nah, like a downbeat that, podcast. That's, but
0: that's what we're here for, dude. That's what we're here for,
1: bro. This is what's been on my mind a lot. And not to say that I don't enjoy myself. Like I'm a fucking hermit. I sit in my house and complain about the world. No, my life is beautiful. The world is beautiful, regardless of all the stupid shit that we're doing. It's beautiful. But it could be a lot more uh, a lot more beautiful. You get what I'm saying? We we live in a very luxurious Luxurious state. But, bro, if this shit crumbles, which it could in the blink of an eye, a lot of people are done. Like, I had somebody explain to me that, you know, the way that your Walmart gets their food and your food bazaars get their food is because they have a system on the computer that talks to other computers to let them know that we need this by this date and this and this and time. And that's connected by, uh... I forgot what it's called. But every country kind of has like this, you see, this brain needs to function correctly. (laughs) But all these computers are connected by this big invisible web for this country. Now, if another country hacks into it and shuts it down, now this computer can't talk to the computer to let it know like, yo, we need that food over here. So now if you can't get it back up and running in time, your stores have no food. You have no food. Nobody here knows how to grow food. Majority of people don't know how to grow their food. When to grow it. How to grow it. What's the seasons. Is this soil suitable? You get what I'm saying? How do you, how do you, even something simple as like shoelaces. How do you make rope? How do you make something to tie shit? You have to find a plant that's going to give you that material. And you have to know how to utilize the plant. To make it do the thing that you want it to do. And that, and that information is already found out by all the amazing cultures and civilizations that were here first. But we're, we're never taught that. We're not taught how to how to live on a basic level. So that just in case our infrastructure falls, our people are still good. We're, we're, we're so disconnected. We're so disconnected, bro. And I feel like right now in my life the music is always important. It's, it's, it's important to my being as a, as, as an essence, you know, my soul needs that. But my soul also has this feeling for like, that thing that I'm talking about, that thing that could tell me like, yo, if everything falls, I could look at something and be like, I could do this, I could do that with this and that. I know that this plant could do this type of medicine. I know that this plant could provide me with this type of thing. And that's what I'm studying now like bro i barely if i pull up my youtube i don't know if there'll be beats there i don't know if the beats would be like a suggestion you get what i'm saying it's Mm -hmm. mainly like a bunch of shit about this type of culture or that type of culture who used to use this thing for that you know that's that's really where i'm at in my life and that's something that i want to promote to people you know like it's not bad to go to clubs it's not bad to be on the internet it's not bad to but we need balance
0: whoo the b word bro freaking b word balance no you're right you're right that's what it is everything you said up until that last thought man dude is like actually something that i've kind of been tapping into for a while but now too um our our after podcast conversation is gonna be wild too because there's a lot of things in my mind that i was just like fuck and there's some other things i do want to get off to and honestly, I don't think it's gonna be the last podcast we have, bro.
1: I hope we, not, bro. We,
0: we'll have we'll have another podcast if, if specifically if you want to talk about all the stuff you just said more. Because on, on
1: my it. music is life. Yeah. That's it. We're talking about I mean, my music. Yeah. Whether people want to believe it or not, we're talking about my music.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know what I'm saying? It, and and even I c- I can name songs and lyrics and shit like that. But like this this is the essence of what I'm saying in my music. And this is the shit that I feel like people hear it and be like, Yo, bro, I felt it. It's because that's part of you. You know what I'm saying? This nature shit. That I'm talking about, that essence. I'm speaking from the perspective of somebody who's disconnected trying to connect. And I know that a lot of people feel that. They just don't know it. Why are you so depressed? Why are so many people in the United States depressed? Why are so many people... Why is it normalized to go on IG and talk about all the horrible shit of this society and be like, wow, bro, I feel that too, and go right back to it?
0: Damn. (laughs) That's literally me and my Philly story with fucking Instagram, bro. Literally it. It sucks, dude. If it's, I just need to kind of like absorb everything for a second, dude.
1: I kind of get it, and and all of this, truthfully, really came from self discovery and self identity, knowing who I am. Like I wear this on my on my neck, cause it means something to me. You get what I'm saying?
0: Talk to me about it.
1: This is a it's a petroglyph of a koki. So for people, you know what a koki is?
0: Koki. I know Coquito.
1: (laughs) Well, it comes from that. Coquito comes Mm -hmm. from this right here.
0: You want to show it to the camera just so they get a good look at it?
1: So, the Coqui is a species of frog that lives Ah. in the Caribbean. But in Puerto Rico, there's one species that specifically makes the sound Coqui, Coqui. That's why it's called the Coqui. And the natives called it Coqui because of the sound. Now they imported them to Hawaii too, so they're there. But they're only native to Puerto Rico. And my native ancestors carved these images on rocks, you know what I mean? And having a connection to them means something to me because it's that connection to that thing that I'm talking about, you know what I mean? And I think if anybody looks at their history, they could find something that connects them to a, to a piece of themselves that connects them to a piece of the stuff that's out there, you know? And I think that's, like, where are you from? Peru. Bro, that's like a, that's a mecca, bro. That's <laughs> a know. mecca of, mm-hmm. of an amazing culture. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? And, and not
0: only that, my, uh, my grandpa is, um, straight up like Cusco, like, whole family only lineage Cusco so Incan I'm Incan blood inside me my mom I was it's great gonna, that you know that yeah like I'm I'm super tapped into my culture dude and I'm super tapped in like everything you were saying before like honestly like I feel like like my mother is even here like in spirit bro because just listening to god me bless too. her bro yeah because she she actually went up into like dude she was All about this, bro. All about connecting to nature. She traveled to different parts of the country. She traveled to different parts of the world studying spirituality, healing, medicine, Reiki. She took lessons from an Incan witch doctor out in Machu Picchu, bro. She went in. She tapped in. She hiked the mountains of Chile, too, talking to different people, being like, what is it we're not seeing? And especially even what you were saying before when you were like... Um, I want to learn these different things, and those plants, how they affect the body, dude. Story my mom always told me, always told me. I think I've said it before on the podcast as well. My grandma, my my, my parents, first-generation immigrants, they grew up in the slums. And, you know, it's the classic, you know, like Latino immigrant story, you know? And uh, growing up, you know, they lived in a very, like, one shack, family home, whatever. And, um, you know, they all shared it. And my great-grandma, uh, bless her, man. She lived, at, I think, to like 100 and 201. She had this wall of just plants and you could almost I, I, I don't know exactly how it looked but I like to think about it as a you ever see those shoe racks that you just put up behind the door and mm-hmm. you just put their plastic I imagine it looks like that with all the different plants because that's how my mom described it and mm-hmm. she would my grandma would be like my mom would come home with like a, a sore throat and my grandma would be like alright alright and she would look at those plants and she would grab like a piece a leaf from each of them and she'd boil it up and she'd, she'd use a, a, the mole and everything and she, she'd boil it up and she'd make it into a tea she'd be like, my mom she like drink that and she's like i don't want to drink it she'd like, drink it'll make you feel better and my mom said she would drink it it was the most disgusting thing she ever had in her life and i was just like damn and then and then she like, but the next day she was like i'd be clean instant it like it would be like i'd be fine and then she she told me she like one of the things my mom told me is like the biggest regret of her life is not learning what those plants were and learning and taking that information from my great grandma and the applying it—that that was there mm-hmm. to provide that information. Yeah. And then she, so she spent the rest of her life researching searching that for it, yeah, and, searching and, for and traveling, it. dude. And 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 I and now, like you know, now that she's gone, you know, bless her. But like it, it kind of fell onto me now, and and it got to the point where I was like, fuck, like, and it's weird because society makes you feel weird about this shit, man. You know, like uh, for example, uh, I got, I, I got, I had athlete's foot. I won't play. I've never had it before in my life. I didn't know what the fuck it was. And, um, you know, I could have gone to the store and got some medicine. But, like, you know, my mom, she bought all these oils, bro. All these essential oils from all these different plants. And I'm still learning what they fucking do today, bro. There's so much. And, um, and bro, maybe she has a collection of, like, 150 different oils, bro insane and these shits are not cheap bro like she imports them all the shit i always look at my mom like mom you're crazy like we don't even got it like that and you're spending money on this she's like you don't understand this has more healing properties than anything else you could get out there and i was like i don't really fucking believe you bro but whatever and you know when it came to the last year of her life like i started just absorbing everything she said and this was actually the first time i almost felt like my own incan witch doctor Cause I looked, I, I opened the book which explains all the oils and shit. I started doing some research, and I was like, I wonder if one of these oils could help with like this athlete's foot, dude. Like, I I I honestly I didn't know. Turns out, um, I forget what it's called. It I don't. It's not catnip. It's um, I forget which oil it was, but I think it has the word cat in it. And catnip. Um, I think it, maybe it is catnip. That's the only it's one like I've that. ever heard with cat yeah. in it. But but um, uh, if you take that oil, you rub it once in the morning, once at night. You bandage it up. You know, and you just keep taking care of it, clean it, and you put that oil, dude, it'll be gone in, like, two days, three days. And matter of fact, I actually—I'm <laughs> I'm not nasty, fellas, but I got at least foot again, right? <laughs> I got at least foot again, and um, I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, so I, I actually went to the store instead, and I was like, I want to try it because it, it healed in, like, two to three days, right? And I was like—and it was gone. That was it. You know what I mean? I bandaged it up. I did it, whatever. I put the oil— Dude, I went, I went, and I bought like the uh two. I bought a spray and I bought like a uh, an ointment, dude. And on the back of the label was like two to three weeks, and I was like, what? It takes that long? I was like, this oil takes care of it in fucking two to three days, and I was like, there's no way, like there's no way. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just do what it what the box says. Sure enough, bro, two to three weeks later, I was healed, but in two to three weeks, dude. Yeah, and in the time you got to deal with like you know like cleaning that and whatever and doing all that shit. And I was like, wow, like you found there's healing there. You know what I mean? There's healing. Like the same thing you were saying before. There's healing in the world. We just don't look at it. You know what I mean? We don't look at a plant when we're hiking and we're like, that has medicinal properties, or that tastes good, or this could be turned into a tea, and you put it with sugar and it makes candy or our natural type candy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's insane. We like we're blind to this, and it's because we're all on our phones. You know what I mean? And I'm the same way.
1: Not even just like that. It's not even just our phones, bro. It's the way this United States culture is set up. It's the way that it's been set up from the beginning. You get what I'm saying? They Colonization, right? Never was a pretty picture. You get what I'm saying? The Thanksgiving story of the name of the tribe is not the the Wampanoag, I think.
0: I think yeah, 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 yeah.
1: They helped these uh these Europeans survive through the winter and what they got in return was death. You know what I mean? The 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 foundation of this country is not one built on that thing that we're talking about. The colonizers came here with the idea of Your culture serves no significance. Ours is superior. Therefore, what we do is more important than what you do, and that's what we're going to teach our citizens. Even though they helped build the foundation of this nation, literally, you have the Iroquois Confederation, who is credited, which I never learned this in school, they're credited, not even that they're credited, because I don't know if they are, but they're responsible for the Constitution that we have today, for our rights that we have today. The Founding Fathers looked at the Iroquois Confederation and said, wow, how did you guys do it? And they were like, we did this. Our democracy is based off of a Native, Mar- Native American tribes who coexisted for God knows how long. You get what I'm saying? For sure. And the Founding Fathers were like, damn, we need that. We need those laws with our laws but do they do we learn that? Do no. we credit them for that? We don't no, we don't nothing that is supposed to be I don't wanna say natural, but those people were close to the source, the thing that I'm talking about, close to life, really, because life is out there. life is in the ground, life is in those trees and the clouds that's life, bro. all this extra shit about these microphones, these lights these 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 bottles here like Great inventions, but they're fucking us up. You know what I mean? And we're just not taught the basics, which really connect you to almost everything, you know? Your people, the Incas, I'm sure, were the ones that lived at high altitudes, places that are uncultivatable, but yet they found a way to cultivate the land because they found that if they could build these steps going into the earth, they could create a whole nother atmosphere, sort of, like a whole nother environment that would mimic where these plants grow from. At altitudes that you'll vomit if you go up there as any of us, you know? So intelligent, so sustainable, so independent. They were so independent, but so together. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. In this culture, we love to be independent and by ourselves every man for himself doggy dog at that culture it's we could all survive on our own we know that i know how to do this you know how to do this but let's do it together but we're not we're, we we're not taught those things because the people who won the war the 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 foundation of this country was not built on those principles was not built on acknowledging other people and being like that's super helpful. We're going to take this. We're going to teach it. We're going to use it. We're going to credit you. We're gonna. It's not built like that. So it's not just the phones. It's the education systems that we're brought up in. I literally wrote this shit in my journal the other day. I was like, yo, bro, not once has any teacher really taught me the name of the birds that I see outside. I'm just like, wow, that's a beautiful bird. What is that? I walk around and look at trees and I'm like, what? the Like this tree right here, what is growing there? There's like these little green things growing on the tree, but I I don't know what that is. I don't know the name of it. I don't know the purpose of it. My own neighborhood. I know nothing about my own neighborhood. Down to the simplest things. Nothing. You know what's the most useless thing that they taught me about? Was the rocks. The igneous rocks. The this rocks. (laughs) Like, nothing about the trees. The deciduous trees and like, but come on, bro, like. Teach me about where I am. Teach me how to survive here. Teach me the shit that I see every day. I just don't know the name of them. You know? It, it's it's deeper than just phones. It's, it's, it's a whole rewiring of what you... Not of what you've been taught, because I'm sure that there's medicines that were created today to, that would help you way better for than sure. before. For mm. sure. We're not saying that all these home remedies is the remedies for everything, but... There's a reason why McDonald's is so cheap and the vegan spot charges so much. And then there's a reason why they force you to to take these medicines and not to dig into your roots and find out what could help you. It's business. It's business. Business doesn't have to be so destructive, doesn't have to be so evil, doesn't have to... But for some reason... It is. It doesn't have to be that way. I don't want to demonize people who chase business and who, who put their mind on business. It's a great thing if you utilize it the right way. I don't, I don't think we're utilizing it the right way. Let's give them poison food so that we can make money on, this, on these drugs. Let's keep this cycle going because we make money this way. This is the business. The business don't got to be like that, bro. But everywhere we go, that's where it is. And the business is poisoning almost everything. The music business, the drug industry, the media, the education system, it's all a business. Let me not teach these kids to be independent. Let them rely on their local food store to get food. Let them rely on the teacher to tell them about themselves. None of my teachers taught me about myself. And I was in a classroom with like 90% Hispanics who most of them look super fucking native and who have ties to native countries, whose families speak Quechua or Aymara or... or you, you know what I mean? But they didn't... They, none of them ever said a word. None of them knew that. And I guess it's not necessarily the teacher's job, but the teacher should find a way to implement you in the curriculum. You know what I'm saying? For sure. If we want to pride ourselves on being such a mixing pot of a country, why don't you show that in the education system? I had teachers that tried and I seen it and kudos to them. I'm not trying to take anything away from my teachers either. I think because it's not like they're doing it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they see the agenda and they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run with this agenda. It's like they're just not aware of it. So you don't implement it, you know? But fuck, man. People got people to gotta understand themselves. Even, even to the, like I was on the Sully podcast, like even European people. In the United States, it's not cool to be white. And I hate saying white because you're, you're grouping in a bunch of diverse European people under a color. I hate black, I hate brown, I hate red. You're you're putting color on all these diverse people. You know how many countries are in Af- Africa? It's not just Africa. Africa's not the country, bro. It's a continent filled with other countries. And inside those countries, there's different types of people. In Nigeria, it's not just Nigerians. It's Yorubans. It's whatever the case may be. But we're j- in the United States, we just throw color on it. You're black. You get what I'm saying? And that, to me, is upsetting. You should really dive in and see who you are. The white people here get all the shit. Take all the shit from media because right now it's not cool to be white. But little do they know, if they know where they come from, majority of the time, they're probably not even a part of the shit. Italian people face discrimination. I'm not saying they didn't discriminate against people, but they face discrimination. You ever seen The Green Book?
0: Um Yes, I did see the Green Book.
1: You remember the scene when he got pulled over by the cop and he got the the guy over and mm. he was like, "Oh, you're Italian," and he was like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Oh, no wonder you're driving him around. You're half nigger yourself." Do you know why they say that?
0: Actually, I do. Matter of fact, I had Guinea Mob in um in this on this podcast, man, and I even asked him about his name. I was like, "Your name Gu- Guinea Mob?" I mean, like that's kind of controversial. And he schooled me on all of that, man. Yeah, because you, you you have the difference between Italy and Sicily, you know, and when immigrants came over here to the United States and um, they were kind of seen as a lesser people too. He they told were, you about the Moors? The Moors, t- talk to me about that.
1: The Moors were these North African people along with uh, some Middle Eastern people. The term Moors is, is kind of confusing, but African people who conquered Spain, conquered parts of Europe, even parts of Italy, and that's the idea of you're half-nigger yourself because these groups mixed with these Europeans. You get what I'm saying? In Andalusia, Canary Islands, maybe southern Sicily, like what you're saying, these places have heavy Arabic influence, heavy Arabic influence that comes from the Moors, gamisa, in Spanish, that's that's a that's an Arabic word. Barrio. That comes from an Arabic word, azucar. That's an Arabic word. We're mixed people, you know what I'm saying? And those people understand like that's why they face discrimination. That's why Italians face discrimination cuz they have that blood in them. You know what I'm saying? It's that one drop rule. Like yeah, don't get me wrong, they're majority European, but it's the one drop rule. You get know what I'm saying? So if you're Italian and you have Italian ancestry and you, you get put under the umbrella of white, which is true, but that's not your story, bro. Your people face hardships here, too. And you should you should dive into that and discover that so that when people come up to you like and brand you as a colonizer or a, or a slave owner from the past or you know what I mean? It's like, bro, nah, bro, that's not how we started here. That shit was the British. You get what I'm saying? It's not every white person. And every European person could look into their culture and probably find something to be proud of. You get what I'm saying? It, it, it's... We're, we're too destructive. I think, yes, we should look at the, our cultures and be like, damn, these people did this to us, you know? But what are we going to do now to say we need something to be fixed here because if we keep this back and forth shit it's it's not going to work and it's a double-edged sword bro because we could argue the whole 500 plus year shit right and be like yo bro they do deserve reparations you know what i mean how did jews get better treatment from the united states before ever considering african americans for reparations that shit was done all the way on the other side of the Earth, and you gave them a a a hand. you know what I mean? And you didn't you wasn't even a part of it. You was just a part of the war. You get what I'm saying? For sure. So don't get me wrong. African-American people, for sure, for sure, been treated as one of the lowest people here, and it's sad, along with Native Americans. But I think we got to a point in society where we're so connected. You're, you're, you come from Peru. I come from Puerto Rico. We know Samad. He comes from Nigeria and Jamaica. Blaze comes from, uh, Guyana. Jay Wanda from Trinidad. And those are my brothers. Turkish Royale from Turkey. Those are my brothers, bro. And we're all minorities, but I'm pretty sure we could look at our, bro, being Hispanic, we have Spanish blood in us. That's a colon, that's, colonizer blood you know what I mean I'm not gonna disregard my my ancestors you know what I mean and we could even argue that cause I could argue that I don't come from the line of colonizers I come from the peasants in Spain who moved to Puerto Rico to have fincas and make a living you get what I'm saying for sure so we can make that debate all day but t- end of the story we got the colonizer's blood I look like them you get what I'm saying but when Samad sees me, when Wonder sees me, they don't think about that side. We, we, we connect on something different. I think society got to a point. We got these phones for a fucking reason. We're so connected. Let's start connecting. You get what I'm saying? Start learning from each other. Start acknowledging each other. Stop branding white people as just like every white person you see as like the enemy, you know? And it's sad because I even do it. I'm, I'm still working on that myself. Where like I'd be around white people and I feel this tension. And I feel this thing that's like, it's super weird to explain. And I definitely don't feel it on the level of an African American. Believe me. Believe me, I know. I don't know because I haven't felt it. But I know because they told me. I had an African American boy of mine. He told me like, yo bro, if, if I'm in an elevator and a white woman walks in, I walk out. If it's just him and the white woman, he walks out. He grew up at a time... That's way different from now, but it's still traumatizing to him. He'd rather walk the stairs than be in an elevator alone with a white woman. And people may look at that and be like, wow, you're so extra. Like, no, bro, he's been through some shit. He's been through some racist shit. And he knows what that world could bring. He's traumatized. I understand. I don't know, but I understand. So I'm not trying to take any of the pain away. I'm not saying it's not important, it's not something you shouldn't fight for. Malcolm X was my favorite. Huey Newton was my favorite. The Black Panthers were my favorite. I love that stand up and fight, you know what I mean? But I think we're at a point where it's, it's we, could, we could find something to settle on, you know? And that's the message that I wanna put through my music. I want people to self-discover themselves. Tap into their Incan roots. Tap into the Taino roots. Tap into your Navajo roots, whatever it may be. Find some common ground. Find something to connect you to the source. We could still go to clubs. We could still party. We could have our mindless moments. That's cool. But we're headed in a fucking direction that's destructive, bro. This planet is going to shit. The elite people, they're not elite people. That's just the word we put on them. Elite to make them seem that they're better than us. Ghislaine Maxwell. I forgot that that asshole's name. But the guy who had his own island. Jeffrey Epstein.
0: Epstein.
1: All the people who did the shit that they did. We don't talk about them. We don't talk about the names on the list. It's cool to be like, where's the list? Where's the list? But nobody really talks about the list. You get what I'm saying? We just swept that shit under the rug. Those, those people are still alive. They're still out there. you telling me just because one billionaire who owned the island, there isn't another one? I didn't know about Jeffrey Epstein until he, until I found out. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other ones out there who got their own islands, still doing the bullshit. We don't talk about Clinton. How they had a fucking daycare or a fucking school in Haiti. She was on the list. They were on the list. That's not, that's not iffy. We not... You get what I'm saying? We got a lot of shit to work on, bro. As a society, as a people. And I'm not speaking from a place of like, I see it all. I'm speaking from a place of I'm trying to learn.
0: You're curious.
1: You get what I'm saying? And and, and I think that if we were tapped in to who we are at an essence level, we'd be able to look at the world a lot more different a, and with an eye of like peeping this shit and being like, yo, this got to go. This has to stop. This got to go. You know what I mean? And we could integrate a, a natural life with a modern life. That's the mistake. We have a modern life with no natural foundation. We threw away the, na- the natural and just built straight technology. Without consideration for, for the shit that, that allows us to live. And we're poisoning ourselves. We're poisoning our kids. Nobody wants to talk about, well, now they are, but the phthalates in the plastic. I recently just found out about this. Again, I'm not speaking from a higher place. But these phthalates affect your children and the children after and the children after, the children after which could cause con- sexual confusion. Or identity confusion. And I'm not saying that feeling like a woman when you're a guy is wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's a problem. But we should look at the science and be like, There's, there might be something here. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not for people to be like, oh, I'm offended, cancel them, and this and that. No, 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 we're speaking from a place of like, let's all be open-minded and, and analyze the shit. Work as a team and, and figure this shit out. Because this is not natural, bro. This shit don't go away. This lasts forever, bro. I, think, I just want to encourage people to learn, bro.
0: I got you, dude. I got you. I think... um
1: Whew. I went on a rant, bro. Nah, I'm dude, so I, no, sorry. Dude, do, do, do
0: not be sorry, dude. Because it was sitting there and absorbing it. And I know everybody else who's listening right now was and probably I just like... Yeah, get get to your water, bro. You're fine, bro. I, I still got some myself. Guys, if you're listening to that, I rarely say this on, on, on the podcast, but I need you to stop listening right now. Go back and listen again because there's a lot of things in there that are absolutely incredible that he has talked about that I think that we're all blind to. Um, I hate to say this, but we are coming pretty close to the end of the podcast. I do have a couple more questions for you. I,
1: I love the space. I, I love that you gave me the opportunity here. Dude, you're an amazing dude. Thanks, you know what I mean? Dude, I appreciate I, it. I could just feel it. You know what I mean? And and I appreciate you for giving me the shine and the time because you don't have to. You know what I mean? You don't have to do that,
0: dude. It, it's just as a pleasure for me to talk to you and learn. And I think this goes down as one of my favorite podcasts so far, too, man. So, no so for way, sure, for sure, bro. Like I don't get I don't get too many people who, talk, who are talking about this, you know. And and funny enough. Um, a lot of times in these podcasts, um, just being real, like I get insecure as well because I go into onto tirades and rants, and I wonder if I start making sense because you start talking for so long, and you're like, "Shit, am I just rambling?" And um, nah, dude, I think I think we've had a dope back and forth, dope back and forth, and I definitely definitely want to run this back at some point. Yeah, so please, bro. Got to. Don't be one of those podcasters that tell me, "Yo, we're <laughs> gonna run this back and never hit me um, up again, bro," because. Unfortunately, you're stuck with me now, dude. Like I tell people this, and I'm just like, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, like I'm gonna be around, bro. Like I don't see, like unless I'm I'm six feet under, you know what I mean? Like fuck it, I don't even want to be yeah. six feet under. I want to be, I want to be spread, my ashes spread around. Sometimes
1: dude. these outlets that you guys provide us is way more important than the music. Like you said, like the simplest lines could could never resonate with somebody if they don't know what I mean. Like I could go into detail about certain bars, and we end up talking about shit like this. And it's like, you'll never get that through just the music. You have to have these podcasts with people to, like, dig into your mind. And we didn't really get into the music, music, yeah, of the aspect. Even wild. though what I'm talking mm. about is my music. Yeah. You get know what I'm saying?
0: For sure, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, this, this went into a whole different direction that I had no idea it was going to, but I'm so glad it did. Yeah. I do have three three more questions for you, though. If right, that's cool shoot, with you, bro.
1: Shoot, yeah, 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 I'm here as long as you need me, bro.
0: First question of the three. Solus. Talk to me about how the name came to be.
1: So I'm gonna try to shorten it up for you because I know you you run on the time, mm-hmm. but my first name was Intel with a double L at the end. And it's standard for my initials, Luis Lopez, right? And Intel short for intelligent and then Intel like information and shit like that. Like I was trying to like integrate that idea into the name. I used to have a guy who would like do spray painting shits of my covers. And dope dude, I hope he's okay. But um, he ended up doing a spray painting thing for a guy named Intel in New York. And I was like, who is this guy? So I went digging, and he ended up being like Method Man's nephew. Sick. So this is before I had a project. So I went to iTunes and all that shit right when I was about to drop my shit. And I'm like, yo, bro, he has way too much content. I'm going to get drowned out in his shit, you know? So I was like, I need a new name. So, I don't know how this came to me. Um, I don't know. But I was thinking to myself, like, what's one thing that equates to knowledge and wisdom and information? And if you look in history and, like, symbolism, a lot of people equate light as knowledge, wisdom, and all that extra shit. And the sun as being, like, the source of that. You know, the sun being the symbol of knowledge and wisdom. So, I was like... How can I make the sun, like, my name? Like, how can I name myself after the sun? And the Latin name Solis came to me, which is where we get the Spanish word sol. And that's why I used Solis to, to kind of integrate the same thought of, like, intel. You know, have that same impact. A lot of people don't know what Solis is, but when they look at it, they're like, oh, he literally the sun. Mm-hmm. So... If people were to dive in and figure it out, it'd be like, oh shit, I see what he's trying to do here, you know? And there's a bunch of Spanish artists with that name. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I got drowned out in all the whatever bachatas and merengues or whatever. I definitely
0: know what you're talking about too. Yeah, there's a lot of them, bro. But (laughs) when I tried typing it in YouTube, so like look for your music, I was like.
1: You gotta be very specific. But Mm -hmm. at least I'm the only like English artist, you know, that I know of with it.
0: For sure, for sure. Respect, respect. Second question. Um, para esto vamos a tratar que hablar en español también ¿entiendes que yo estoy diciendo? yo puedo vamos, tratar vamos, yo puedo traer, tratar tratar? ok en, antes o oh, en uno de los eh, eh, canciones que tú hiciste lo hiciste en español ¿no? Uh-huh. y eso era bien interesante para mí porque yo estaba como wow like El el él, él realmente está tratando de hacer uh, música en español y, mm-hmm. y él también como uh, boricua y no es por nada, pero muchas personas dicen chistes como oh los boricuas no pueden hablar español, ¿no? Él él no el el no, no es eh, eh, boricua puertorriqueño, él es eh, eh, New Yorkian, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um pero tú tienes de uh, New
1: Jersey. Uh,
0: the New Jersey, right? Y tú tienes esa canción eh, culo C- cagado. Mm. Uh-huh. Era una canción como bien... Con movimiento y todo. Está duro, como, está duro. ¿Cómo cómo era como... ¿Qué es tu pensamiento en, en, en a hablar y a hacer canciones en español?
1: Um,
0: y si no puedes explicar en español, no te preocupes. Lo puedes decir en inglés. Yo no
1: te voy a tratar, tú. pero mm. no como decirte en español. Pero yo me en español. Mm-hmm. Cuando yo estoy... Um, naciendo ninguno me me, enseñ, me enseñaron
0: mm-hmm. te enseñó
1: yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. and I had to I had to teach myself so I'm at a a level where I feel like I could get by but not to the point of like I have a hard time explaining and and getting deep in Spanish, which I'm still trying to get there. You know what I mean? I don't quit on that mission. I I will get there. Pero cuando yo cuando yo estaba escuchando el instrumental de de culo cagado, right? Mm-hmm. Yo estaba trabajando en Home Depot, y I was like, I heard I pressed on the beat. I was like, diablo, cabrón, no. this shit is hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when I was listening to the beat. I was like, yo, ¿qué, qué quiero hacer con esto? you know, like, what is the message? What do, what do I want to get? And I was like, yo, like, stop. Sometimes just have fun, you know? Don't be so hard on everything has to be, you know, deep and on a crazy level, you know what I mean? So I really sat there and I was like, yo, what can I do? that could just be fun and still hit. So I'm going, you're throwing a hook, right? And I'm hearing it, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm how would you say freestyling?
0: Estaba haciendo el freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> el
1: freestyle. right? And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, mucho palabra, mucho palabra, mucho mm. palabra, and I'm like, nah, sometimes... Less is more, and all I said on the beat was "Tienes un colocado," mm-hmm. and the beat just rolled, and I was like, mm, mm-hmm. "Like that's it right there," mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the idea of that came from when I was a kid, and people I would hear that term a lot when you would say something, and they'd just be like, "I don't even know how they would phrase that." I it's not coming to me. Like, how how would you explain that? Do you have you ever heard that phrase? Growing up,
0: what was the phrase sorry?
1: Like, tiene un culo
0: cagado. I mean, I haven't, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up with that phrasing, to be honest. Really? Uh, but like, it, I mean, it basically, it was like, you're full of shit. You know, that's what it.
1: It to me, it equated more so like, tú no sabes nada. You know. Hmm. So once I said that, tienes un culo cagado, I started rapping about that topic of. Mm-hmm. Me not knowing Spanish but fuck you I'm still Puerto Rican. Claro, claro. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pero también no es un excusa para not to learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not to dive into my culture and be able to do my shit. Gracias a Google Translate <laughs> because <laughs> because that shit helped me and I had a you know, my journey was self my self journey. Nobody really sat me down and like this is how you conjugate. This is how... This is this. And these are the pronouns. And these are the... Mm. I grew up with the natural... Uh, my experiences. Con mi abuela, con mi abuelo, en la casa. Cuando, cuando ellos están hablando, yo estoy escuchando. You know? And I couldn't grasp it because I was at an age where, like, your brain doesn't soak it up as much, you know? But... There's certain things in Spanish where you tu sabes cuando un, un error. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's wrong. You're not supposed to say it that way. So I at least I grew up with like a little foothold to learning. You know, it's not like I learned from ground zero. I learned with like that innate ability to know like this is how you say this and this and that, you know? But that's where culo cagao comes from. It's like, you're you're not gonna strip me de mi bandera. You know, you're not gonna take my shit, bro. I'm Puerto Rican to the fucking, to the core, regardless, and I'm and I'm getting there. I know there's a difference between Puerto Rican and Puerto Rico and a disconnected Puerto Rican, the same way for African Americans who, who still be like, yo, I'm African, I'm black. They say black with the intensity of Africano, you know, but they don't even know where they're from, but they're so proud. It's the same shit. The difference is I'm taking the time to really dive in. Y, y si tu eras un parte de mi, de mi cultura, I would expect you to embrace me and be like, tu eres mi hermano, you know? Ven conmigo. I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to teach you how to say these things. I'm going to teach you the body way to how to do this and that. And treat me like a body because I am body. I've just been removed from my habitat, you feel mm-hmm. me? So I'm like, en el lado de mi papá, Yo soy el primer generación, right? Mm -hmm. Here. All the people before me, en en el lado de mi papá, trabajaron en en la finca con café, con um, sarobé, which is cotton in Taino. How would you say cotton in uh, Spanish? Algodón. Algodón, yeah. Todo en la finca. Todo. Y, y, y nunca fueron pa, pa la escuela. Uh, ninguno saben cómo escribir, cómo leer. You know what I'm saying? And for those, I, I don't want that to go over people who don't know Spanish, but like, I'm first generation here, and everybody on my dad's side before me worked on coffee farms, cotton farms, all types of farms, doing whatever work, and I got, I did the document research, I got documents of these people doing this work, you know what I mean? So, I'm the first generation here, it only took one generation here for the United States culture to fuck me up, and disattach me from my culture. Don't get me wrong, uh, it's, it's partly fault of my family for not pushing that forward, but it's also not an excuse for me not to go and connect with myself, you know what I mean? So when I do um, canciones como Colo cagao o loquita, yo estoy tratando a conectar con mi cultura. You know what I mean? Yo quiero conectar. I want to be a part of I want it to be in my bone marrow, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm willing to go the extra mile and put a record like Colo cagao saying Fuck you to everybody I grew up with and everybody I encountered who told me just because I don't know Spanish, I'm not Hispanic. Spanish is a is la lengua de, de los gringo, which I think people forget. It's a European language. That shit don't make you the Peruvian, the Puerto Rican the it's a part of your blood, but before them, hablamos mucho idioma. Quechua, Quechua, Aymara, Azteca, Taino, Siboney, Calinago, Garifuna. So many languages, bro, that are also part of us. You're not going to strip my flag just because I don't speak the European language. You know what I mean? And that's not an excuse for anybody to not go learn it. You know what I'm saying? It's not something to be ashamed of. You have to. It's part of my culture. It's part of being Puerto Rican. I can't just disregard that and be like I'm Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? I disregard so much of the history and who we are today. You know, it's muy importante para aprender español por personas que son mexicana, colombiana, ecuatoriana. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 who we are. It's our music. It's our way of thinking. It's our you have to know the language to understand your people, bro. Y, y yo estoy aquí tratando. En, en panglish. You know? Pero si, si, si tú no tienes fe en mí, tú tienes un culo cagado. Cabrón.
0: <laughs> perfecto, 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 perfecto. Man, dude. Oh, you just... All right, last question, last question. If you could go back in time to any point of where you've been on this journey so far in life. And let's say it's the lowest point you've ever been at in your life. What advice would you give to yourself if you could travel back and talk to that version of solace in that point of time?
1: Unfortunately, fortunate to say that I've had that moment. And we don't got to go into specifics of how that shit came about. But I really was fucking with some shit that fucked up my mental. Really bad. I'm talking about one day something just... It's, it, it, mental health is a real thing, bro. And there was no reason for it. But, bro, I literally felt as if... Like... As if I was claustrophobic in my own body. Like my body was a coffin. No joke. That's exactly how it was, bro. My body was the coffin. And I was alive and in it. Trying to get out. That's what it felt like. And that feeling was so scary. That shit had me on months of... Bro, I went to the hospital. Excuse me. There was a time where... I don't know what this feeling was or why it came. I know why now, but due to some substances, you know? But I'm not gonna demonize those substances, so I won't say them. But, actually, fuck that now. Be careful what you smoke, bro. Be careful what you smoke, how much you smoke, and, and, just be careful, bro. Everything in moderation. Be careful what you smoke. But, bro, I literally... I used to think that when you're suicidal, you have a reason. And usually it's a reason that's not that important. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're super sad. Like, bro, one day you're going to get over it. Like, that's what depression, that's what they paint depression to be. Super sad. That's not what depression is, bro. At least for me. It, it, It has different forms. Mine was not like that. I literally sat in my boy's crib and I purely felt the need to kill myself. It was as if it wasn't even my own thought. It was like instinct. It was like, bro, you have to, to save myself from this coffin. Legit, I'm not fucking around, bro. And that feeling scared me so much. I went to the bathroom and I called my mom. I said, I don't know what's wrong. It was was scary to even say it. I didn't want to say the word. I wanted, like, I had the feeling. But I told my mom, I don't know what's wrong with me but i'm not right right now and i need help and she's like we're going to the hospital when i get home and i think she understood by my tone and everything like and for people to get a perspective right there's a lot of people out there who say i'm going to win the lottery i, I promise you i'm going to win the lottery but when they win the lottery what happens oh i couldn't believe it we did it and they get crazy and they why why are you getting all crazy if you knew this shit was going to happen if you knew it was gonna happen, you sit there like, Pff, told you. But no, it never happens like that. That told you, is a pure feeling. You knew that shit was gonna happen, it was so real to you, it was so real, you already knew it, you're not even hyped. The feeling to kill myself was so real, it scared the fuck out of me, cause I didn't know where it was coming from. And bro, I was in a very dark place. Super dark. I'm talking about I was afraid to go outside. I lost my job. I woke up every morning, no joke, at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, bawling for no reason. I couldn't understand what was happening with my body. There was a time where I was literally, I woke up from a nap and I said something to my parents and I couldn't recognize my voice. I couldn't recognize my voice. That shit is crazy. That's unreal. Like... Bro, my life was was if hell was a place, I was living in it. When I stood up, I wanted to sit down. When I sat down, I wanted to stand up. There was no there was never a time where it was like normal, where it was okay to just do regular shit. I stopped using my phone. I was scared of the bing on the text messages when you hit ding. I was scared of the sound. I was scared of TV. I was scared of the shit that they were saying. Like, irrational fears. Like, the most irrational thing you could think about. I literally had to teach myself to go outside again by, like, sitting in the front. Going back inside. Sitting in the front. Going back inside. And then helping... Like, my friends would help me, like, yo, I'll scoop you up. And it's like, being with them makes you feel a little more comfortable. But then I'd be like, yo, I gotta go back home. And they're like, okay, we're going. It's completely... It was completely irrational. There was no basis for my... I got diagnosed with depression... Anxiety. I got offered all these drugs. I refused them all. And I'm not saying that was a smart thing, but I am okay today, you know? And I know people who have to use drugs to overcome their anxieties and depressions and and stuff like that. And listen, everybody got a breaking point, bro. Don't push yourself to a point where, like, you literally, and that's what it felt like for me every day. It felt like I was gonna literally, like, I was at the brink of insanity. That's what it felt like. Like I was literally going to have to be put in an asylum. No joke. That's how deep the shit got. And one time it came, I, I, I literally was sitting on the couch and I was thinking to myself like, yo, bro, this shit is so horrible, this feeling I have. But I told myself, one, I don't want drugs to feel better because if I feel better from a drug, I know it's not coming from me. It's coming from this thing outside. So, fuck that. If I'm ever going to feel good, it's because I feel good. And I know it's me. And I sat on the couch and I said, Yo, bro, if I fucked myself for life, if I fucked my brain up for life with these drugs, fuck it. I have to... I have to live this way now. I have to learn to live as this person. And that's what I told myself. That's my goal. If this is forever... I have to live as this guy forever. Because at some point, this fucking ride ends. That's a given. This ride ends. For everybody. So why am I gonna... Again, I'm, I'm not saying that this is a type of mindset that anybody should have, but that was my mindset that helped me get through. It's like, alright bro, I feel fucking crazy. I feel like I'm gonna stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. I'm gonna stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. This is who I am now. If that's my new norm, that's who I am. That's, who, that's how I have to be. You know? But thank God, you know? There's there's people in, in other circumstances who lose limbs, and, you know, I've heard stories of people who are now paralyzed from the neck down. Like, that's crazy. Who's to say that if I went through some shit like that, I w- that shit might bring me to the brink of, like... And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying, like, I'm not saying I'm so strong. There could be other things in life that bring me to the point where I do kill myself. That's a possibility. I don't know that. I, I like to think that I'm, I'm strong, you know?
0: So strong not, enough. So, so not to cut you off or anything, but I, I, I am interested now hearing that and hearing the explanation going back to that moment where you're going through all of that. Knowing what you know now and everything you've shared on this podcast so far. How would you deal with yourself? what would you say to that version of Solus? How would you help him? Mm.
1: I mean, being that I went through it and got out of it, I would already know, I guess, the key to it. But, in general, forget me, but for people in general, it's like, there's, there's nothing's ever, like, ever consistent. You know what I mean? Everybody has a good day and a bad day. And that's also corny to say. But, one, this ride ends. Two, there's so much to life that we do not even know. So many things that you could find yourself in. So many avenues. So many things about yourself that you may not even know yet. I don't even know if this would be the right advice for that, but explore, you know? Give yourself the room and be kind with yourself to say, like, yo, I feel this way. But to also be like, you know, there's more to life than this 9 to 5, this whatever you do every day that's bringing you down. There's more to life than this house that my abusive families or whatever you know like there's some there's a tribe out there for you you get what i'm saying i did rap i found the tribe you do podcasts you found the tribe you you found the thing that brings you to people who do the same thing who feel the same way who go through the similar situations you know what i mean and for those people you have a family out there you know there's Family could, like we explained early in the podcast, like family could be friends. Family could be anybody. Yeah, there's relatives, and then there's family, you know? I think this, this world that we're living in is almost infinite for you to not find something, you know? Even though you're living in hell. I, I think that's the story of almost everybody, you know? I think a lot of, of, of us feel that way having to do shit that we don't want to do. Having to wake up and do this shit, you know? I don't know if I have the right advice for people in that state. I'm just only saying that I've been in that position. I don't know if there's words There's I don't think there's words to help somebody get through that. Sadly. It's a lot of just personal shit. Who 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 are you? What's your niches? What's your things? What's your You got to figure that out. I can't I can't dig you out of that. Not everybody has the ability to be like, fuck it, I'm going to live this way for the rest of my life and just find a way to accumulate, you know, like uh, adapt. Some people do, some people don't. That doesn't make you weaker or stronger. I'm not saying that, you know, but you know you, and you're the only person who could save yourself. Find something. That's all we could do is try to survive. Find something.
0: Solis, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, man.
1: Yo, thank you, bro. This
0: has been one hell of a podcast, man. I I, I can't I can't tell you how happily surprised I am in all the best ways possible that you're here, that we got to spend the time together. I don't think for the past two hours, I'd rather be anywhere else. Damn. Um Please let the people know where they can find you, your social media, anything like you want to shout out. Now is the time to do that.
1: Yeah, you can find me in the forest, in the mountains, in the... Nah, okay. Uh, I go by Solis. My IG is underscore I am Solis. That's I-A-M-S-O-L-I-S. A A lot of people have trouble spelling that out. Um, My email... IG is really the only social media I use. My email is solus.bookings@gmail.com. At gmail.com um, Other than that, that's really the two main places you can find me I got music on Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere Kane enabled with TYG TYG just had No Pressure No Diamonds 2 come out So go check that out um, J1 to dropped an album Go check that out Check out all my peoples It's not just about me um, Yeah Yeah New Jersey got a great culture. We got something great going on here. I'm just happy to be amongst legends. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a fan. That's how I see myself. Just as a fan looking at my brothers do some crazy shit, you know? So those are the two places you can find me at. And 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 that's basically Benito.
0: And guys, y'all already know the business. AO Chill Podcast youtube instagram TikTok, wherever you find your podcast wherever you find your youtube videos please don't forget to leave a like and leave a comment it really helps me out my business you already know that you know comes from the heart you know doing this all for free you know i mean, trying to bring you guys the best so it helps out the podcast if you share like comment whatever and as we start to build this community guys that's the podcast solace that's the podcast Let's get out of here, my brother. Cabron. Dude. Fantastic, man. Oh, man, bro. Oh, you're great, man. Dude, you're absolutely fantastic, bro. Thank you so much, bro. Holy shit. People wouldn't have voices without people like you, bro, for real. Dude, this is crazy. Dude, we've been here for like two hours and a half. That's insane. I think this might be my longest podcast I've ever had.